0: Right now, it's Bernie and Sid in the morning on the World Famous.
1: Top Radio 77, W.A.B.C. Seventeen years by her side, broke the same bread, wore the same clothes and we said, we're sisters with nothing between. If one of us falls, other will soon be following. 607
2: on your Thursday morning, your rainy, nasty, yucky, virus ridden, rotten, gross, disgusting, feces ridden New York City morning. And yet we're still the greatest city in the world. Welcome back to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're happy to be here. And we're happy to have you. You guys were great yesterday. Great every day on the phones and, and on Facebook yesterday. That uh, Keith Smolin site that he put together way back when, four plus years ago, on Facebook for Bernie and I. You guys were great there, too. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Now, I say this often, so does Bernard. This show could be great today. We got great guests today. Today, all kidding aside, we have three A-list guests. This is it. Seriously, three A-list guests today. It's going to be a phenomenal show. So with that said, good morning, Bernard. Sydney. How the hell are you, man? Don't worry about how I am. I'm not, believe me. How are you? It was a formality. (laughs) Well, how are you?
3: Don't worry about that. (laughs) I could be a lot worse. Always good on Friday Eve. I gotta tell you. You could be a lot worse, but you know, uh, this uh, I, just the more I think about how these two uh, bickering bozos screwed this whole thing up. I mean, you just uh, you you opened with the city, the feces ridden, and all this stuff,
2: and but it's still the greatest city in the world. Right now, this city is dead. Not only is the city dead, it's decomposing. It is. Uh, rigor mortis is setting in, and, and right now it's really not the greatest city in the world because it's the greatest city in the it, world when, when Wall Street's cooking. By the way, the stock market is up, though. But when Broadway is cooking, when the restaurants are cooking, when the Mets and Yankees are playing, right now all it is is one big, dirty, rotten, yes, you know, fight. Se- a, a dangerous,
3: uh, nasty cesspool is what it is. And we got two clowns, one, one is the governor and one is the mayor, who, 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 who don't work together. And they were partially responsible for it, for the lack of action uh, early on. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I give the chi- Chinese most of the blame. Oh, no, I don't. But their reaction to it was horrible, yeah. horrible. And, uh, and here we are. We're we're suffering the
2: the consequences. Right, and just because China did something that was awful doesn't mean that they couldn't have done something. I mean, the Chinese aren't here. I mean, these are the guys in charge, and they continue to bumble this thing. I mean, look, I I know you guys are sick and tired of hearing, and I saw some of your remarks on Twitter, at Sid Rosenberg, Instagram, at Sid Rosenberg, Facebook, Sid Rosenberg, and at Bernie and Sid on Twitter. Oh, I know you take the subway every day. Well, yeah, I do, you know, and— this subway fight continues to loom. You know, one guy wants to clean it every couple of days. One guy wants to clean it every single night. And now they're starting to fight over that. Mind you, neither one of these morons takes the subway. De Blasio takes, you know, limos back and forth to Brooklyn. And Cuomo's like five hours north up in Buffalo or Albany. He's nowhere near the one or two train, which I do take every morning. But it has become a huge issue because it's filthy. It's gross. Again, this morning, I got to tell you, not once but twice. You know, I almost... Didn't get to work on time because not once but twice, Bernie, I had to switch my cars because there were three or four homeless people laying down sleeping, and the stench was so bad, so I have to run from one car to the next, and if I miss that uh, door and the door uh, closes, i got to wait 25 minutes for another train.
4: Uh, it's I unbelievable.
2: Can't you walk between cars? I don't like to do that either. Why not? I don't know, because I get nervous open that door. I'm outside, oh, so rickety over on, there. Right. But I know what kind what I of mind. New Yorker are you? Now, the one that takes a train every single day. I grew up up between uh,
3: train cars. Yeah, I did that, too, when I was a kid.
2: I know. I haven't done that in a long time. But anyway. You just smoke cigarettes. I know. And and all that stuff. about drink out there. All that. Here is uh, the governor and mayor are fighting about this now. Here is uh, the governor who uh, realizes, of course, that essential workers, and I am one of those, so is Bernard. I'm not saying we're nearly as important as the doctors and the nurses and the healthcare workers, but we're important. We are essential workers. Here's Andrew Cuomo talking about the subway issue. This is Andrew Cuomo, Matt, 1. Any essential worker
5: who shows up and gets on a train should know that that train was disinfected the night before. We want them to show up. We don't want them to stay home. We owe it to them to be able to say the train you ride, the bus you ride, has been disinfected and is clean.
2: Scott guy really is a jerk off. Here's, uh, <laughs> so here's Andrew Cuomo, too, talking about the reason why they can, they can disinfect and clean these trains. Forget about every three days. They, they do it now every three days, folks, every 72 hours, because the, the virus lives on the surface for 72 hours. So right now, they clean the trains every three days. Cuomo wants to clean the trains every day. That's great. I got news for you. With the homeless, you got to clean it every hour. That's right. Right. Here's Cuomo on the homeless. To let
5: homeless people... Stay on the trains in the middle of a global health pandemic with no masks, no protective equipment, you are not helping the homeless, uh, letting them endanger their own life and endanger the lives yeah, of others. We yeah, do not, that not care helping about that? anyone. Right. So I told the MTA uh, yesterday, in two days, which means tomorrow, I want a full plan. Oh. How do we? disinfect every train every night every night
3: how about that no no how about we want to plan how do we get the homeless off the damn trains? how about a plan for that speak you know what (laughs) step up a little bit call out your your boy and his wife for for blowing a billion dollars and letting this homeless situation get out of hand to the point where when we have a health crisis this is what happens on the subways because these screwballs are out in the streets and now they're down in the, in the subways because no regular people aren't there. And they're sleeping on the subway. They're afraid, by the way, to sleep in Penn Station any longer because the inmates that de Blasio let out live across the street in a Pennsylvania hotel and they're getting ripped off every day. The, the homeless are
2: afraid of the inmates who were released, so they're sleeping on the subways. So now when the train comes to its final stop for the evening, whether it's Stillwell Avenue or 241st Street in the Bronx, wherever it is, at midnight... Uh, they want to spend five hours from midnight to 5 a.m. Disinfecting and cleaning the train. Let me explain something to these two Mensa members, this uh, de Blasio and Cuomo. If you open up those trains at 5 o'clock, by 7 o'clock in the morning, because of the amount of homeless on those trains, by 7 o'clock in the morning, those trains need to be cleaned again. That's your problem. <laughs> you got to send. The,
3: where, where are the transit cops? Anyway, where, send them down there to clean the damn thing out. Send them right. down. There, like you send a plumber in with, uh, with a with with a with a plunger to fix a toilet bowl. Send the police into the sub. The empty the transit police or the uh, the above ground police. Put them together and get them out. It's an emergency. It's a it's a dire emergency. And Bill De Blasio, Dermot Shea, uh, you know, uh, do a coup d'état. You got to oust this De Blasio. Somebody's got to go in there. If it takes a platoon,
2: a police go into uh, Gracie Mansion or City Hall. And throw this SOB out on his ass. Oh, nobody would complain about that. In fact, here he is, the aforementioned Mayor Bill de Blasio. This is de Blasio 4 talking about the same thing, the homeless and the subways. We need the MTA to help us with. We'll do our share. We'll devote the police resources.
6: We'll devote the Wait. outreach workers. We'll do whatever it takes. But we need the MTA to agree to this plan. There have been homeless people in the sh- subways. Going from one end of a line, back again, back again, all night long. That's right. That needs to stop. The way to stop that is to support those people and help them come in and accept housing, but also (laughs) to disrupt the pattern. The way to disrupt the pattern is between midnight and 5 a.m., close those stations, deep clean those stations. Right.
2: And again, by, like seven, eight o'clock in the morning, these filthy low lives who you want to, you worry about housing and you feel sympathetic towards these, these zombies. It takes two, three hours for one of them to defecate, one of them to urinate, one of them to masturbate. And the next thing you know, that train is good for nothing. That's all they do is talk. Now they don't do they, anything. They, they talk uh, past, but but, past uh, each other. But like Obama used to do. Remember when Obama, you, you get like 19 people killed in a cafe in France who were just enjoying their afternoon because ISIS sprayed about a thousand bullets. And he'd be like, listen, listen. Listen don't get upset with the Muslims, don't get upset, not every Muslim. Yeah. This is the same thing. Instead of saying the homeless are the problem, both of these guys are trying to find a way to be PC about the homeless. And I'm telling you, as a person that works in Manhattan, lives in Manhattan, pays exorbitant rent in Manhattan, the homeless are not sympathetic. They're destroying this city. And destroying they're,
3: it. They're endangering the health care professionals, in addition to people like you and uh, the other essential workers, health care professionals as well. That's how they get to work. And they they let this fester until the uh, the, the New York Post is publishing uh, videos, and now they're finally responding. Like nobody knew before the videos were published in the New York Post that one particular video on the number two train, by the way, which is the train that you take. Yes. And other, and the the the, uh, the 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 gross vulgar video of the guy peeing on the ground and then getting kicked. I mean. That, that was published uh, in the New York Post as well. This is what it takes for them to react, is for videos to yeah. be published? And,
2: and stop with Eric Ulrich and all of our friends who we love dearly in the city council with shutting the subways. They're not going to shut the subways. If they were going to shut the subways, they should have done it two months ago, quite frankly. At this point, with all the numbers going down, it doesn't make any sense. Hopefully, in fact, more people will be going back to work over the next month or so. So we need the subways. I need the subways. It's not a matter of shutting them down. It's a matter of cleaning them up and getting the animals, and that's what they are, off the trains. Bottom line. That's all it is. I mean, right? Uh, it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's, it's not rocket science. No, it's
3: not. Get him off the train. That's all there is. Send a cop down here and, and get him off the train. Get him off. Right.
2: Yep, right. Go we got three great guests today, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Dove Hikin reached out to me last night. Longtime New York City Assemblyman out of Brooklyn. He's obviously very upset with talking about Mayor Bill de Blasio. His comments the other day to the Jewish people, giving them a warning at the funeral in Williamsburg. Dove Hikin's going to stop by. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Big fan of the Bernie and Sid show. A little upset. He was on last time you weren't here, Bernie. A little upset. He said, I would have bet 100 bucks that after my little misstep, people should go back to Iowa, or go back to Ohio, that the two guys that would defend me would be Bernie and Sid. He said, I, I lost, lost hundred bucks. We, uh, well, we did defend him. We, we said, listen, kind of,
3: we kind said, look, you we can, still like him. Y- 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 it wasn't a, uh, you know, a
2: fatal mistake. No, 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 You no, could no. You could amend uh, what you said and uh, move on. That's exactly what I told yeah, him. I, I said, you're him. still our guy. I said, if, if, if the mayor race was tomorrow and our friends weren't running, <laughs> yes, we vote for you. <laughs> we would. He's the.
3: I, no, I, listen, he's, he's, he's got some record uh, in the police force and, uh, you know. Growing up, going through college, and then, again, the police force itself. Uh, and, and rising to Bro- Brooklyn Borough. We like Eric Adams a lot. He's no, very absolutely. reasonable.
2: Yes. So he'll be on. And of course, it's Thursday. That means the best of all, Bill O'Reilly stopping by today, too. So Dove Hykened, Eric Adams, Bill O'Reilly. And of course, your phone calls 1 800 848 WABC, 1 800 848 9222. Off to a flying start on a Thursday morning. Bernie and Sid right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Whatever
1: happened to Hunter? Where the hell I don't is know. he?
3: Back here in the Bernie Institute, you heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. You know, I guess uh, coincidentally, perhaps, the Empire State Building was lit up in blue yesterday in honor of the MTA workers, the transit workers, and honoring those that have passed away. They have uh, the, the amount, the number of uh, MTA workers, transit workers who have died is the highest of any of the... You know, the, the police, the firemen, or any of that stuff. So the MTA workers are really our front, some of our frontline workers, in addition to our medical professionals, uh, lit up in blue. And speaking of which, the USNS Comfort will sail away today. Out of here. Out of here. See ya. They got rid of—no, uh, they get rid of—everybody they, they, uh, left. They left the ship. All the patients are gone, and they disinfected everything. And today it will pull out— I guess it w- you won't have
2: the crowds uh, lining the docks today because it's going to be an ugly day. Yeah. And, uh, but it was like Tuesday would be packed again. There'd be no social distancing and all that good stuff. But listen, you made the best point of all yesterday, and I've only heard you make that point, which is uh, in, in an effort to reopen, which we should be doing now, not later, and we've been over this a billion times. It's fine. Uh, they should keep the comfort, keep the Jacob Javits Center, which is about to close, I believe, Friday. Keep that open. And uh, I'm not even sure what Franklin Graham is going to do, but they should keep all these things in place. Long
3: Island has two, Stony Brook. Right. uh, And the one in, uh, I think, in in Westbury or Mineola. And, of course, the Westchester County, up in Westchester County as well.
2: Yeah, keep them all open so that when we reopen, if, in fact, there is a flare, an issue, we've got all these bullets ready. And so they're going to shut all this stuff down and then reopen. And God forbid it doesn't go that well. And no matter how it goes, they'll make it worse. No matter right. what, because after they do in this city, then the state, they make it so dramatic. So why would they close it all down now before we've reopened anything and really expose people who are sitting in their homes for three months with zero possibilities of developing antibodies and, uh, and, and battling this when they finally go outside? Well, uh, uh,
3: Governor Cuomo, a.k.a. Il Duce, is actually – he actually said, listen, we don't want to reopen too soon because we don't want to overwhelm the hospital system. So t- just to that point – Well, now we don't have a plan B. We don't have a place to send somebody when you do open. If it does get overwhelmed, you should have done it while they were still here, as you just pointed out, Sid. Speaking of uh, Il Duce, I mean, you know, he's been wrong on so many things, so many, so many, so many things, as opposed to other governors, the governor of California. uh, They started early, the governor of Florida. This was uh, Governor Cuomo. Forget about the ventilators and all that stuff. This is his. This was his prognostication or his prediction back on March 24th.
5: We are your future. Where we are today, you will be
3: in three weeks or four weeks. Of course, that wasn't true. <laughs> to turned out not to be true. Not even close. Not even close.
2: Your boy Newsom in California is having some issues how to shut the beaches yesterday because... They've gone berserk on the California beaches like the spring breakers were doing to Ron DeSantis in Florida. So everything not going so swimmingly in California either right now.
3: Well, except for the fact that, uh, you know, they have a very small caseload yes, and yes. Uh, a very low rate of death compared to the Empire State. Uh, yeah, we were just totally unprepared. And uh, these guys, both of them bickering with each other, not cooperating at this time. And each of them, both uh, de Blasio and Il Duce. Getting hysterical at times, although for the most part, Cuomo was, you know, he maintained his composure, but he was still wrong on a lot of things. And uh, this is Governor DeSantis. This is him on how, even though the state has a larger population and more elderly people in Florida, this is uh, Governor DeSantis on how he handled this as opposed to, say, New York.
1: Everyone in the media was saying
7: Florida was going to be like New York or Italy. And that has not happened because we understood we have a big, diverse state. I have less than 500 people at a state of 22 million on ventilators as of last night. And I have 6,000 in 500 ventilators that are sitting idle.
3: There you go. So it didn't happen. Uh, you're so it was, uh, Florida wasn't your future, Governor DeSantis. I take it back. Let's take some calls here, Sydney. Let's go to uh, Al is in Flatbush. Al, good morning to you. You're on the Bernie and Sid show. Hey, hey guys. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, have, I have a solution to your problem, and you might never want to hear this, but uh, ride the
1: bus.
2: No, that, no, no, no that's, not, that's, way not, way. Not, that's 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 not a solution. The buses are equally as dirty as the trains. They've also got uh, people on them, and, and I'm Plus, not going to spend an extra 30 minutes taking a ride that, that quite frankly, when when the trains are okay, takes me 18 minutes. And uh, we've have we have had bus drivers who have passed away, absolutely so, so from Corona. That's not a solution. Uh,
3: Garrett is in Smithtown, out on Strong Island. Good morning, Garrett. Yeah, good morning, guys. You
8: know, the governor can put the National Guard. You collect all these guys. They're already in transit on the subways. You
0: take them to Governor's Island. You feed them, you house. Them. I, don't,
2: I don't want to send them. Well, I don't we, want to. I, we, we, I've actually taken the ferry there many, many times from Wall Street uh, with my family on a summer day. It's gorgeous. They've got little picnic stands. They've got. It's an old building. It's actually very, very historical and very, very nice. I don't want to ruin Governors Island. Put them on H- Hart's Island. Put them on Rikers Island. Governors Island. Uh, You've you obviously haven't been there, Garrett, because if you have, you would know. It's a very quaint little, nice little spot for families. I'm not putting them there.
3: We bought it back from the federal government in the last ten years. Uh, you Used to be a Coast Guard place. It's historical, and we've addressed that problem before. Just as Sid said, put them on any island out in the Long Island Sound. There are plenty of them, including Hart Island, where they're burying some bodies. But yes, not, let's not uh, destroy Governor's Island. It's beautiful, you know. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it's a, a fixing one problem and, and creating another one. Put them out, put them some field tents out on some of these other islands. Rikers Island. And put them out. Rikers Island Put is a, a field tent there. L- it'll cost you a couple of million or, dollars. Leave, not a half a billion. You, you release the inmates, leave the cell doors open, and stick them in the uh, cells. Perfect. Perfect. And leave the cell doors open and feed them. That's what you do. Get them off the, the damn streets here because it's this, the, the, this, this place is terrible. And by the way, part of it is because they released the inmates from Rikers Island, and they're out there. Uh, terrorizing people. So I don't even know. uh, Get those people back into the damn jails as well. It's a total disaster between these two, uh, Cuomo and de Blasio. we got to get both of them out on the Bernie and Sitchel. 1-800-848-9222. Dove Hyken, Bill O'Reilly, and Eric Adams all coming up.
2: Another perfect song for the morning, Def Leppard, Hysteria. 641 on your rainy Thursday morning here in New York City with the best morning show in the city, quite frankly the best talk show all day long in the city. Bernie and Sid right here, big show today, Dove hiking next hour, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams and Bill O'Reilly both in the 8 o'clock hour, 1-800-848-WABC is how you reach us, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teaneck, I used to live right next door in Tenafly. Pat is there this morning, line six. Good morning, Pat.
5: Yes, good morning. I'm just going to say, one of you referred to the
2: homeless people as being—and that's me, Sid, because I'm on the train with them every single day, not living in I a nice little house I in Tina. Don't you. You're, they're better than you. They're hey, sick. Pat, Pat I'll, you Pat, I'll tell you what, Pat, I'll tell you what—to put your you money, put your, put your money, put, put your money where your mouth is, okay, sweetie? Stop yelling. Drive into the city today. Take two or three of these people in your car. Take them home and shower them and feed them and put your money where your mouth is. Don't call me from your house in New Jersey and yell at me about how I talk about the homeless. You don't deal with them every single day so you shut up here's pat? maxine in manhattan line pat, one I'm i think pat ahead. left
9: good morning bernie and Sid. i'm so grateful you both got there safely because i look forward to you guys every morning thank you listen you're welcome and also i went to Kingsboro like you did ah too.
2: yes Uh-oh. K by the bay but, oriental boulevard beautiful
9: that's right that's right and um I enjoyed my time there. I'm I'm older than you are, but it was great when I was there. (laughs) But I tell you, I'm calling today because of this whole train situation. I called earlier this week about the New York Post article the prior week that was talking about what was going on. And if anybody knows what's going on, it's you. Because you are on the trains every day.
2: Correct. Not this other- idiot Pat in Teaneck, New Jersey, living an hour away in a nice little, comfy little house who's nowhere near these animals on the train.
1: I
9: know. I just heard her, which was chutzpah and audacity beyond, beyond. And I will say this. She really had a lot of nerve. I have to say, calling it and saying that, because she's not, she's not there seeing what's going on. The other elephant in the room... That Cuomo and De Blasio need to address is the high crime rate and all the robberies going on in the trains. What the heck is going to happen when people start returning to work? Besides essential workers who are on there now, so that's what I wanted to say. That needs to be addressed.
3: Uh, right? Yesterday, you, yesterday, in fact, that they, they, they let it fester to this point is inexcusable. Inexcusable. The city is 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 dead. I said it before. It's not only dead; it's decomposing. It is disgusting. It's awful that they let it get to this point. That they haven't—they they had to wait for a video to show up at newyorkpost.com dot com to take action or to speak out about the, the uh, unbelievable, horrific conditions on the subways uh, that the medical professionals and Sid and every all the other essential workers use. I drive in, but a lot of people—a lot of people use the subways and they subject it to these uh, uh, disease-ridden. Filthy people who are squatting down and defecating right there in the subway. Right on the train.
2: Peeing right in the subway. Right on the train, naked, playing with themselves. And I'll say this, you know, when I get on my train at 103rd Street, there's a sign that says, if you're not an essential worker, what are you doing here? When you arrive at Penn Station, you've seen this, Bernard, yeah. by the escalators, there's a sign if you're not an essential worker, what are you doing here? Last I checked, these filthy homeless people, they're not essential workers. Why now, are they allowed to be
3: there? And, and yet you have uh, uh, this, this really, he's turned out to be not only just a bad mayor and a bad guy, just a very dangerous one. He gets tough with the uh, Jewish community. But, but with the homeless, he tiptoes around you know, the, that issue and the way he speaks about them and what they did to the, the, the whole transit system. Uh, he tiptoes around it. The Mr. Tough Guy with the Jews, he can't address what's really hurting this city, which is how people get around, how essential workers, how medical professionals get to with it, with it, to, to take care of the sick and the dying. He, he, he ignores that,
2: and he gets tough with the Jewish people. Yeah. Well, he's uh, Dove Hyken's going to come out at 720 and talk about that. Uh, Pat's back, but I have no desire to talk to her. So have a nice cup of coffee. Enjoy your <laughs> breakfast. Rethink what you called about. And, and I would just say this to people. If you're ignorant and or stupid, it's probably not a good idea to call. If you don't know what you're talking about, you're not on the trains every single day, just Listen, you know, don't
3: it's, call. It's, it's emotionally charged right now, especially if you, you're one of the people. Wait take, a second. Take, take, if you're, you're taking, I'm talking about right, you. Right, exactly. If you're taking the, one of the people taking the subway. You're angry, you are furious, and
2: you're right to be furious. And I've been angry even before the virus. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not like all of a sudden. It's worse now because there are no more people like us. Men in suits, right. women in, exactly. in business
3: outfits. No, but now, now it's just the homeless. No, and uh, they, they flocked to the, home, to the subways. They're actually escaping Penn Station because of the Rikers Island inmates who were released. Uh, they're down in Penn Station. We, we may talk to Curtis Lee with tomorrow. He knows best. But they're actually afraid of the thugs out there in the, who are preying on the homeless, robbing the homeless people of their stuff, and so they're going onto the subways because
2: they're being allowed to. Yeah, and that's true too. But it's just the same old thing. A, I've been arguing about the subway for years on this station back on WFAN. I have never, ever, ever spoke to spoken to one person on radio who takes the trains. And says nice things about the homeless or defends the homeless. If I call a homeless person an animal, and somebody takes the train, they're never going to argue. It's always the same folks: the folks in Rockland County, the folks in, in Teaneck and Tenoply, New Jersey, the folks in uh, on Long Island who don't take the trains. Some may take the Long Island Railroad, not nearly as bad as the trains. So these are or these are all the people that call and complain, and they don't take the trains. You you should you lose your right to talk about something when you're not personally involved. Do you not? Do you not?
3: Yeah, yeah, listen. Don't pass judgment. uh, Walk in my shoes for a mile, and then then we'll we'll talk. You're right about that. Uh, So, uh, look, the, the whole thing is that we have these two clowns, these two bickering bozos who can't get along. One runs the MTA. The other runs the transit police, and neither are doing anything about it. That's what we have, and a million other things. I mean, the nursing home scandal, the fact that they were late to the game. Realizing that this this was this was a problem. That's one of the reasons why New York State, and New York City, are in the mess that they're in, is because of these two clowns who did nothing. And the worst of the two is the uh, the big uh, dope uh, from Park Slope, as Curtis calls him. He's just, I mean, it, there's nothing endearing or nothing funny about it. Him and the wife of his that wasted all that money yeah. that should have been taking care of these uh, mentally deranged people who are. Now living on the subways, in addition to uh, thugs, drug addicts, and all that other, all all the rest of them, uh, uh, defecating, peeing, as I mentioned, it's he. This guy De Blasio is, is it's really turned out to be have been a dangerous dangerous mayor. And uh, on top of I'm that, urging man. Dermot Che to go in there with a the platoon of cops and grab him, him. A pull a
2: coup d'etat. You Throw, won't him do out. That. Throw his ass out. He's his boy. Out. He won't do that. Get him out. And now, on top of that, now his wife, who blew basically a billion dollars, and there's as many sickos and homeless uh, running all over the streets as there were before. Now he puts her in charge of another program, and, and, which, is, which is bad enough, but then he actually says, Why wouldn't I put her in charge after the great job she's done with Thrive? Great job.
3: You know, this is what he's focused on. What? He's focused on the inequality of the coronavirus pandemic. No, is, I
2: mean, is, not, not the, the immediate concerns. He's concerned that he's, he's actually he's not concerned. He's not going to give his wife a job and take more money. That's it. There's no concern. Well, he wants to give his wife another position, a lofty position, and take more money. Well, listen to the rhetoric. Listen, this is him on just that.
6: This city was written off more times than I can count. This city came back stronger every time. Now we're going to come back stronger and fairer. Immediate actions the city government needs to take and build out as part of the bigger vision is a city task force on racial inclusion and equity, focusing on the disparities we're seeing already, making sure that we are addressing structural racism that is obviously present in the realities we're facing with this disease.
3: So how about the immediate problem of the, the bodies piling up that the, you you can't uh, dispose of properly in a dignified manner and the, the the transit system. That's what we need to address right now. Not some uh, vague amorphous, uh, um, uh, inequality. Uh, who the hell knows what, what he's even talking about?
2: Uh, I don't. Know. What know. is he talking about? Uh, I don't know. Fred is in uh, Troy, New York. He's gone. He used to live in Brooklyn. He is. Uh, he's now gone. Let's go to Mario in East New York, <laughs> Bernard. I don't know what he's talking about. Online four. <laughs> Good morning, Mario.
5: Well, I grew up in East New York. I don't live anymore now. The Swedish took over. It's all Swedish
1: now. But listen, uh, that subway. When you get in the subway, uh, you know how you need a metro card. What if every entrance to every subway, you needed some type of car to get down there? That makes no
2: sense? No, because all these uh, homeless, they jump the turnstiles, they call under the turnstiles, and there's nobody there to enforce any of that. It sounds great. You would think if you came in with a metro card, and they may even stop you and, and ask you at the turnstile, hey, are you an essential worker? But there's nobody there at most of these uh, train stations to enforce that, and they just kind of crawl and hop over and, and spend literally 24 hours hopping from car to car to car, going from Stur- you know, Stillwell Avenue to uh, the Bronx and back to Stillwell Avenue and to the Bronx all day, every day. It's really unbelievable. Here's Larry on Staten Island on Line 5. Good morning, Larry. Sid
7: Hawaii. Hey, what? buddy. I just, What's up? I just, I just, uh, let me ask you, those
8: speed cameras, are they supposed to be working? I just got a ticket. And aren't the schools closed? How uh, can they
6: work?
3: Yeah, listen. They, um, a lot of a lot, of a lot All of other, a lot of other things are not working, but the speed cameras and the uh, traffic light cameras. I uh, believe me, I got snagged a couple of times uh, in the be. past couple of weeks. I can ask you a cool,
1: important question. I was going to talk about the Blasio, but Sid, you, you blew my thunder about that whole thing with the you know, a billion and a half dollars
8: with his wife. Where's that money? But I want to ask you a question. You guys speak to physicians a lot. Here's a real important question I want you to ask them. Number one. The vaccine, is there multiple strains of this virus? Because I hear there's multiple strains around the world, the United States. And number two, will that vaccine, will, will you need multiple vaccines for multiple strains? I'll hang up and listen.
2: Well, listen, it's paging Dr. Rosenberg. I, I have no idea. I know, that, I know that right now, you're right about the, the different amount of strains. That, you're right about that. But I can tell you this, there's no one near a vaccine. Well, there's, no one there's one
3: company, uh, what the hell is its name? It's a, f- a very well-known company. They say they're Mark? six months away. No, Pfizer. Pfizer. It's, yeah. it's Pfizer. Pfizer drugs. Pfizer says they may be six months away from a vaccine. Maybe six, six months. Maybe. But, right. but, but who knows? I mean, they don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, but uh, either way, again, herd immunity is the, thing, is the way to go. Not a vaccine. Herd immunity because we can't wait. for We can't count on this six months. Six months from now, they'll say, you know what? We were wrong. It didn't work. We did the clinical trials. It didn't work. Agreed. And so we have to just, again, isolate the vulnerable, let the healthy go back to work, let the herd immunity
2: uh, immunity thing kick in, and let's be done with it one eight hundred eight four eight 848 wabc one eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. 848 9222 Again, next hour, Dove Hyken, Brooklyn, Bur- Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams and the great Bill O'Reilly in the 8 o'clock hour. And I hope now, before we go to break, that uh, Pat is in her car on the way from Teaneck to New York City to pick up two or three of these animals and take them home.
10: Know you know, it was
2: interesting last where? week when Patrick McEnroe stopped by Bernard, he talked about you know how tennis would be one of the sports that would be most difficult to get back to, and... Rafael Nadal actually echoed that sentiment this weekend. He said, we can't travel from country to country. That's what tennis does. They play one week in Brazil, the next week in Switzerland. So tennis uh, is an issue, and they may come back the latest. Now there's a report this morning, the next World Cup, Which we had some fun with you, me, and Jill and Matt uh, last year when uh, I guess France beat uh, Croatia. We had some fun with that, right? Good, good memory. It was a fun time. Yeah, you know, no, I remember because of the uh, the place up by me on the Upper West Side, the uh, the, where Robert works, the uh, the chef. You know, um, Cafe du Soleil, right? right. Right, The French. I I remember because we had the Croats in here. Yes, the father and son. That was pretty cool. Anyway, make a long story short, the next World Cup is set to go in 2022. And the reports are this morning that it's already in serious jeopardy because of the coronavirus. We're talking about 2022. So yeah. when you hear yeah. Anthony Fauci say yesterday, this country needs baseball to help with its mental health. But the truth is, it's probably not going to happen. All these things start to come to you. The realization that a lot well, of the stuff is going to start to disappear. They're all
3: They're all overreacting. Just, just relax. Just, just let's get on with things, okay? Take care of the vulnerable and let's get on with life. That's what I'm saying. I mean, look, it's not been nearly as deadly as predicted. We know that uh, this this you know this overreaction, this meticulous uh, aversion to any risk whatsoever, is a bit much. You know, the young men, let them go back to uh, let them play sports. They're gonna get. They're gonna be fine if they get uh, uh, this particular coronavirus. Those guys, the especially. science
2: shows that. Right, they're in great shape. They're young guys. They'll be sick for three or four days. They'll miss two games, and they'll be back ready to go.
11: Stay with me,
1: cause you're all I need. This ain't love. It's clear to see. But darling, stay.
2: Is it Sam Smith or something? Yeah. This is uh, yeah the guy who's who doesn't know what he is. Yeah, right. What's his Sam name again? Smith. Sam Smith. Sam Smith, right. That's what I thought. Yeah,
3: he doesn't know uh, which no. way to go.
2: I just remember being at the Hard Rock two summers ago. we got to get the Hard Rock back, by the way. And Oceans is opening June 1st, so the Hard Rock has to be right behind him. And they had those concerts on the beach. Remember that, Bernard? They had like uh, Demi Lovato. That was great. Sam Smith was there, and the beach, the line of kids, was like the whole boardwalk. And I'm like... Who the hell is he? A Springsteen bunch? Oh, like oh, he,
1: Sam Smith? He's huge. He's
2: he huge, is you huge, huge with the three U's. Is he bigger than Harry Styles? I would say at this point, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, definitely. But uh, th- that's a great song. That's a good song. You can't uh, take it away from the guy. Listen, we had a fiery first hour. Very, very fiery. <laughs> it was <laughs> it
2: was wild, I have to tell you. but I have no remorse, too. I so, called the homeless animals, and I have zero remorse. I'll do right. it ten times so, this hour. We're
3: going to lighten up a little bit. Like a that. little bit right now.
2: Yeah. Uh, there is some good news.
3: All right. The New Jersey governor is going to meet with the president today. He's uh, reversed his decision. He's going to reopen... The parks and the the county parks and golf courses and stuff like that. Golf
2: course is very important. And especially when you consider that here in New York and even in Connecticut, lots of the golf courses are open. So Phil Murphy now following suit with Mayor Cuomo and Mayor, excuse me, Governor Cuomo and Governor Lamont.
3: Yes, Uh, you have that. And you also have this uh, drug remdesivir actually works. They actually did a clinical trial and it works. It shows a great promise. It helps cure people uh, 31% faster than people who don't take it. And it also prevents fatalities, according to this study. That's great. The vaccine that Pfizer says that they're going to come out with in six months, that's good news. And now there's also one other uh, sticking point with this reopening, which is a liabilities for all these businesses. They're afraid to open now because they're afraid of getting sued. Let's say I go to your Starbucks, which is actually going to reopen uh, various, they're opening a lot of stores coming up next week.
2: Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, they're opening by me on the Upper West Side, but, yeah, they're, but they're opening they're, they're, across they're the country. Yes, yes. Yeah.
3: they're they're going to yeah. do a mass reopening. It's going to be a little different, but a lot of these businesses are afraid that they're going to get somebody gets coronavirus either an employee or a customer. They're going to be on the hook. So the trial lawyers are that these parasites are out there lurking, and they want they want a, they some protection from that. And, of course, the Republicans and Mitch McConnell and these guys, they say, yeah, we're going to pass legislation to offer that. And to hamper the reopening, Nancy Pelosi is saying, no, we're not. We're not going to do anything like that. So okay, it continues to fall along party lines. They want to, you know, they want to keep things closed, not to keep us safe, but just to uh, for, for their own political agenda. It has to be. Come on, let's face it. Now, uh, Boris John- Oh, yes. A couple of other things. Uh, General Flynn. Uh, they, it turns out. Oh, I out saw that the documents con- were unclassified. This was, was, was horrible, horrible what they did to him. I mean, they actually uh, they set him up. They ambushed uh, General Flynn, a war hero. And in fact, uh, you know, they, they sent uh, Peter Stroke to interview him. And the whole idea was they disarmed him. They said, you don't have to worry about it. Lisa! You're not the target. But to Andy McCarthy, he says he, he describes it as a meticulously planned out scheme to try to get a 33 year old combat veteran to lie. So they can indict him. They have handwritten notes from an FBI lawyer saying, what is our goal? To get truth or to get him fired and indicted? And, I mean, they actually have these notes. So uh, that's, you have that out there. That's huge, huge. I mean, uh, James Comey, you have the right to remain silent. Lisa and Peter and, uh, and McCabe. Well, McCabe's worried about his pension. Forget your pension. You're going to be
2: in prison, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. Well, it, it, look, I'm how many times you? have we said that in the last I four know, years? I know, listen. From I, Hillary Clinton to, to Andrew Cuomo, who should be in prison say for this. the Buffalo Billions. Shizzle got real yesterday when they no. released these documents. Forget That's it. all I'm telling you. It, it's good that, that Flynn will get some type of uh, a payback here, but no one goes to prison. None of these people do.
3: So uh, anyway, they tried to entrap uh, a good man. He did plead guilty, but they threatened his son. So that we have that. Also, the, the I'll get to this a little bit later. The uh, Biden stuff is heating up. The uh, Stacey Abrams and these people are citing this New York Times article as saying that. Well, they looked into it. The New York Times is saying, no, 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 no. We didn't come to any conclusions, lady. Shut up! Don't 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 put words in our mouths. The New York Times is telling her and others, others, def- Amy Klobuchar, don't put words in our mouths. I'll get to that a little bit later. But to also Boris Johnson is back he's feeling good, and just for a little levity, listen to him describe uh, the coronavirus. If
7: this virus were a physical assailant, an unexpected and invisible mugger, which I can tell you from personal experience, it is,
3: then this is the moment when we have begun together to wrestle it to the floor <laughs> just i mean it's probably, the accent is. Absolutely priceless. I'm glad he's good. He actually just had a son with his uh, with his living girlfriend, and uh, he's back, and he's going to entertain us and uh, the UK. All, he, he uh, he's going to bring them back.
2: You're right about the haircut. though. He's all messed
3: up. He's oh. all he's all frazzled. And uh, look, the guy's lucky to be alive. A uh, haircut.
2: I, I know, but I was watching uh, ESPN a couple days ago for the first time in ages. I just wanted to see what they're going to do for an hour on ESPN Sports Center. By the way, I was relatively entertained, but like Adam Schefter, for example, young guy, he's a go-to NFL guy because Chris Mortensen, God bless him, is getting older. He doesn't feel well. He looks terrible. Like go out, like like I do, and buy yourself a buzzer for forty bucks, or like Bernie does. He's got two Naroko shavers every day. We come in, we're clean. Yep, you got to keep it tight, yo. Yeah, Schefter's on television every day. He looks terrible. Bill Ritter on Channel Seven. He's got like he, I don't look, know. he looks like Larry from the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't tight, it ain't right. Right. What are you doing? Especially if you're on TV. Exactly. Fix
3: yourself yeah, up a m- little runs. bit. Jeez. Uh, look, uh, amongst the good news, tomorrow's Friday. You know what that is? Three weeks from tomorrow is, is, is the beginning of Memorial Day weekend. Tomorrow is May 1st. Yes. It's May, and three weeks from tomorrow is the beginning of Memorial Day weekend. Oh,
2: today's the last day of April?
3: Yeah, today's the last day April. So
2: we're three weeks away from what is supposed to be the weekend that kicks off the summer that this year will not kick off the summer.
3: Uh, look, so what's the good news? The good, news? Are, the, the good <laughs> news is, uh, and even, uh, uh, what's his name, Kushner said this yesterday, uh, you know, the economy could be rocking this summer. But not here, though. He used those words. He said, I believe he used the words rocking.
2: Did he say New York? Well, New he
3: just said in general. No, it, no, look, no, listen. Look at after the way these creeps uh, Cuomo and De Blasio and I don't want to be negative right now because we did that the first hour.
2: Right now we're being nice.
3: Right, we're being <laughs> nice. But after the way they botched everything and they screwed everything, people are angry. People are, and they're going to feel the wrath. That just like they flip flopped on the no cash bail thing because the people got angry and they
2: saw the polls. They're going to flip flop on this as well. People want to get the hell out. We got to reopen. Well, listen, I see a lot more cars on the road every single day. I do. I see a lot more pedestrian traffic on the Upper West Side. And I keep saying to myself, I just hope that people are going back to work. They're, just, they're not complying anymore. And, you know, make sure you're social distance, wear your stupid mask and your gloves, whatever it takes. But I really hope that I'm seeing all this traffic because people have decided I'm going back to I, work. I believe that's the case. I you do, do believe that's I the case. I saw more
3: people on the streets. I see more traffic on the roads this week than I have the last couple of days, really than I have for in about a month, and it's refreshing to see. As I mentioned yesterday, I was actually stuck in traffic. Uh, it was a construction delay, but, I mean, I, it was the first time I was stuck in traffic, and I was happy. I'm like, this is great. Funny. This is great. I'm stuck in traffic. That's funny. So uh, and one more thing, these uh, remote learning schools have to open because the kids, look, in Sweden they kept the schools open because kids don't, they're not harmed by this. They're harmed by the regular flu, not by the coronavirus, all right? We got a, over, over 100 kids dead from the regular flu. And I believe the number is... Uh, uh, four. Four for... <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. But oh, look, on, terrible. out of, statistically, it's... it's, it's, it's well, whatever. More okay. kids have run get over in
2: Brooklyn today by cars, God bless them. And they'll die in a month from the coronavirus. What
3: they're robbing these kids of with the proms, the graduation, oh, and terrible. the learning. It's the terrible. fact that they're, gonna, they're not learning. No, these kids are not learning crap at home. This remote learning thing is a disaster. I should be back in school. Yes, you should be. <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, this music teacher, actually, she, she put together a little song uh, talking about, the, well, you know, the pitfalls and the perils of remote learning. This is what, the, what it sounded like. Listen. So
9: as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher, and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go. Oh,
2: that's
1: great people
3: stuck in traffic can't believe when I'm stuck in. I see construction workers out on the highways and
0: other people and yeah, yeah, behind
3: yeah. me and in front of me I can't
11: take it
0: yeah that was funny Talking about New York issues with New York Attitude.
11: How dare he?
0: From New York guys, Bernie and Sid in the morning. Online at wabcradio.com. On the mobile app at 77 WABC. And on the radio. 77 WABC.
2: Talk Radio. Uh, it's not been a very good, um, well, quite frankly, years for Bill de Blasio. You know, but certainly when it comes to how he's handled this virus, it's been terrible. The subway system, we know all this stuff, right? His wife blowing a billion dollars. Now he's putting her in charge of another of another task force. Well, it comes out a couple of days ago after there was a big funeral for a uh, rabbi, Chaim Mertz, I believe was his name, God rest his soul, in Williamsburg, that Bill de Blasio was very upset, which is fine. Even our next guest dove Heiken has been upset with some of the ways that the Hasidim have handled some of these things. But the way he talked about it when he said, quote, unquote, a warning to the Jews has a lot of people screaming anti-Semitism. Now, the question is, is that a reach or was that what it was? Did it sound like, quite frankly, World War Two? We're going to find out from the man himself, the great assemblyman and dear friend of Bernie and Sid, our buddy Dove Heiken. Good morning, Dove. How are you?
7: Good morning, guys. Uh, Good to be with you again.
2: Always great to be with you. So there it is. The question is, you know, you've even been critical of your own community. And when it comes to funerals and weddings, you want them to do more social distancing, pay attention to the rules. And de Blasio comes out and and issues a warning. Was that a bit too much for you? Well,
7: the, the warning was not the problem. I mean, I don't have a problem with the mayor being tough with people who are violating the rules and endangering uh, themselves, their families, you and me and everyone else. That's fine with me. Even being tougher, I said it on your show uh, last time, let's be tough, that's not a problem. But when he addresses it and his message is, and these are his words, my message to the Jewish community, I mean, to talk to the entire Jewish community, over a million Jews, that was outrageous, that was wrong generated hate towards the jewish people because it becomes about the jewish people the jewish community because some jews in a community did not do the right thing how does that become the jewish community you know when all the anti-semitism was going on and again we spoke about it many many times uh, we saw the perpetrators in almost all cases they emanated from the minority community we saw who they were we they were young black males attacking jews i don't remember the mayor referring to the black community in terms of the anti-semitism in fact he hardly said anything for a very very long time but now he talks about the jewish community it is really outrageous and why he could not apologize i mean he you know he had a press conference yesterday where if you were offended, if I was offended, damn it, I was offended. And people on the right, the left of the political spectrum, this was one time where everyone was united that the mayor sh- showed such a lack of leadership by using that terminology and then refusing to apologize. All he had to do was say, I made a mistake. We go on. It's over. We talk about other things. But he couldn't
3: do that. No, he could not. And uh, where is uh, uh, Merrick when you need him, is what I'm asking. And uh, another thing is when Elon Omar likes your tweet, that's not a good sign, uh, Dove Hyken, former assemblyman here in New York State. And as you mentioned, uh, yeah, this does come in the wake of his turning away, ignoring uh, the spate of anti-Semitic attacks in Brooklyn. Now, my question to you is this, Dove Hyken. If he said my message to the Hasidic community, would that have been any better for you or still just as bad
7: well i think that that would have been better but he you know look language is extremely important you refer to a group within that community 90 plus percent of people in that community do the right thing they they you know they distance themselves you know you don't go to synagogue you don't go to funerals uh, you know, you don't have the Sabbath with your family. Look, I just had my Passover holiday for the first time in 45 years that I am married, that it was only my wife and myself. That's it. No grandchildren, no friends, no neighbors. Uh, only the two of us. And by the way, it was pretty darn good, i got to tell you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> same thing I with mean, us. It was me and my mean, wife and my same kids. Same my wife. It was, yes. like, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I get it. Hey, dope hiking. is with us right here. That's a good question, by the way, Bernie. So now, you, you listen, we, 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 we did a couple of, um, I don't know, I guess rallies together. You and I, one in front of the New York Times building last year, one in front of City Hall last September. One of the points you made, which does go back to what you just said to Bernie and I about how we didn't single out the black kids that are actually preying on Jewish people in their community, was if a gay person or a black person ever does anything that's above and beyond what's accepted in our society, they will never, Bill de Blasio will never mention them by race, by creed, and he has no issue ever, ever, ever talking about the Jews. So the question is, what do we do about that? What do you, I, and the rest of the community do about that?
7: I think we look. I left a message for the mayor. You know, I called him on his uh, uh, his personal phone, and I told him this is not going to go away. This is going to haunt you forever, uh, unless and until you say I'm sorry. Does he ever Period. get back to
2: you? If you leave him a message, does he ever get back to you? Or? Yeah,
7: yeah. We we oh. look. We've talked. I know him for a very, very long time. But he has really failed. You know, go to social media. You'll see the hate that he generated against the jewish people against the jewish community look uh... there are people out there who are blaming the jews as they do for everything else i mean scapegoating what's new but you know you you know we're responsible for corona the jews you're not working it's the jews uh... you know you having difficulty in life you blame the jews and what the mayor did and I don't think he realizes it. What he did is to play right into the hands of the anti-Semites who look for things like this. You know, it's not about some Jews. It's about the Jews, his own words, my message to the Jewish community. Would he do that with the black community?
3: No, no of course not. And if
7: he did, can you imagine what would be going on all day today in New York?
3: Uh, but no, you make great points, Dove. Hike, and uh, you're exactly right. And uh, this is the thing: De Blasio is not a stupid person. So how can he not realize what he's doing when he writes something? I don't give him the benefit of that doubt. And generally speaking, we knew he was a horrible mayor, but we really, it really hit has hit home, uh, really in a terrible way during this pandemic, culminating with this hor- horrific tweet. Well, he's engendering all this anti-Semitism. As a former assemblyman, is there any mechanism for us to to, to remove a sitting mayor in office? I mean, we've got to get rid of this guy.
7: Well, realistically, look, uh, he has, uh, you know, he's running out very soon. Uh, I, I don't think there's a way. I think what we need to continue to do, not let this be shoved under the rug, not be satisfied with this ridiculous apology. You know, if... If you were offended, right, if, if, what do you mean if, for God's sake? That, idiot. Means, that means he doesn't get it. That's right. the you know, point.
3: You know. If he's saying if, what do you mean if? That's not an
2: apology. Not good enough. So what do you think about the, the possibility, we've got 30 seconds to go here, our next guest coming up in 30 minutes, right now the Brooklyn Borough President. I know you've dealt with him before, being a assemblyman in Brooklyn for 100 years. He, uh, he's thinking about running for mayor. What do you think about the possibilities of Eric Adams as the next mayor?
7: Uh, you know, look, uh, there are a lot of people running for mayor. I hope that the next mayor is just more effective and more fear to the people of New York, all the people of, of, of this city than this particular mayor. I mean, uh, the borough president, nice guy.
2: Okay, fair enough. Not exactly. a ringing <laughs> not, not exactly. How do you like fair that, guys? Fair
1: enough. Hey, hey, you're, listen, entitled. You're, entitled. you're
2: always great, Dove. Thank you for coming on today. We agree with you 100%. There's enough issues with anti Semitism in this city, in this state, in this country. The last thing we need is the mayor to exacerbate that. So thank you so much.
7: Thank you, Bernie Sid. Be well, be safe. And all your listeners and all New Yorkers and all of America love you guys.
2: We love you thank too. Thank, you, thank you. That is a great Dove Hikins. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Yes, the Rolling Stones,
3: have, they have a new hit. These guys are like 80 years old. I know. And uh, it's eerie,
2: the coincidence. Uh, living in a ghost town, they wrote it a year ago. That is eerie. It nope. does sound a lot like some of their older older works, so I, I wouldn't even know that this was a new song. I know,
3: but, but the fact that the, the reason why I believe that it's number one is because you know a lot of cities across the country have followed suit New York's uh, example and it's just it resonates yeah ghost town i mean this this town as i said it earlier it's not only dead it's decomposing yeah. this is this city is terrible there's there is an air of menace out there because of the the uh, release of the inmates and the bums loping around the, the city it's it's awful the subway we talked about it earlier it's just disgusting i mean uh, it, it, it really has hit home to me how poorly we are managed To allow the city to get like this, there's no reason for that. It could have
2: been policed. It could have been. It should have been. And again, the rents are still exorbitant, whether you pay like me, because I live in an apartment building, or you're paying store rent, because I have a lot of friends who are dying these last couple of months. And I will tell you that after, you know, 16 years, basically, of living and working in Boca Raton and praying for the day to return, and I opened the show with this a couple of days ago, and I wasn't kidding, I couldn't wait to get back to New York. Now that I'm here, we are having almost daily discussions Danielle and I, honestly, almost daily discussions about getting out of the city. Yeah. It's, Rockaway I mean, Beach, Bell Harbor, you know, Brooklyn, anywhere look, we, we need to get
3: out of this city. It's so mismanaged. And, uh, of course, the taxes are the highest in the nation. And uh, they're going to be a lot higher after uh, this is all over. They don't have to pay for this. They're looking for bailouts, but they're not going to get everything they want. It's horrendous. that They made all the wrong decisions here, both of them, both de Blasio and Cuomo, all the wrong decisions. The nursing home scandal with the Il Duce Cuomo, I mean, is just uh, horrendous. That's just one. But also, he was wrong about the scope and the magnitude. They, they really overreacted and didn't plan ahead for a shutdown. Cuomo on March 24th. Once again, listen to him.
5: We are your future.
3: Where we are today, you will be. In three weeks or four weeks. he miscalculated totally. No, the rest of the nation, no. It was only because of your uh, dragging your feet and, again, not, not realizing what you were dealing with. Taking it, oh, don't worry, we're New Yorkers. Way we've been through this before. This ain't no thing. And then he panics. So, anyway, now we have a dead and stinking city right now because of uh, Andrew Cuomo. And he's slow roll- rolling the reopen. I mean, this—he's like a lot of these uh, Democrat mayors and governors, slow rolling the reopen, which is going to just exacerbate this problem. It's—it's—it's it's, it's horrible. It's horrendous what's going to happen, the cost of uh, mental health and, uh, and and physical health. Domestic abuse—he says domestic abuse. Don't worry about it. It's not death. <laughs> we got to protect people from coronavirus. You idiot. As, you know this woman, uh, uh, Heather McDonald, we had her on the show. Yeah. You and I. Uh, love her. Yeah, she's brilliant. She,
2: she, uh, she's been on the same page as you and I from day one,
3: therefore, well, she's well, brilliant. With the demonizing of the cops. Look, she cites statistics, and uh, that's what makes her so smart. I mean, she doesn't. It's not emotion, it's stats. But anyway, she was talking about Central Park, which you were talking about the other day. Yeah. She was riding her bike in Central Park. I read a, a piece from her. And uh, some woman was jogging with a mask in the middle of the road, apparently in one of these roads in Central Park. Sure. And the woman veered to her left to avoid somebody coming at her because she thought she was going to get, uh, you know, maybe uh, some of the, uh, some of her breath modules, you know. <laughs> yes. And was, the bottom line is Heather McDonald ran into her, crashed into her, and fell down and hurt herself. And she, the, the girl was explaining, "Oh, I, th- this person was coming towards me."
2: And I didn't want to catch coronavirus. What was the other person not wearing a mask? Is that I, why? Yeah, probably. Because people who wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask, they veer. Don't even watch where they're going. First thing they yeah. may yell at you, which has happened to me ten times already, and then they'll veer off. Well, what? that that's what happened in this, this case. Is this is stupid. She stupid. This good jogger didn't look back, and poor Heather got, uh,
3: yeah. you know, she hit her, and she hurt herself. Anyway, she was on TV yesterday explaining the situation and elaborated on the situation in general. Listen to Heather McDonald.
12: I see people at 5.45 a.m. in the middle of Central Park with nobody around wearing masks. If I approach them at a fast clip race walking, I'm going to be at most three yards away when we pass each other at a fast rate. They will lunge away from me. I have seen a man build a beaver dam behind the bench that he sits on so that nobody can run behind the bench if they're not wearing a mask. I'm sick of the dichotomy, the self-righteous dichotomy that you either care about public health and thus want the economy locked down, or you're some evil capitalist that only cares about profits. The reason that I am terrified that another month of lockdown in New York State is going to destroy our economy is because I care about lives. It's because I care about public health. The economy is the way that people survive. It not only gives them meaning, it gives them basic sustenance. We are losing lives because of this shutdown, whether it's because of people not getting hospital treatment, being terrified to go to the hospital, deferring uh, needed procedures. We're also gonna see drug abuse of, of deaths go up, deaths of despair. The economy is the very essence of life. And to have this massively overreaction, to Mm. shut down it across the country where people face almost no risk. And in New York City, I can tell you, I'm also at almost no risk, even though I'm in the high age group. We know that this is targeted at a tragically vulnerable set of population, which is elderly, 75 and older, people in nursing homes and those with preexisting conditions. Everybody else, this really is not much worse than the flu. No.
2: There you go. Everything. There's a 20-year-old baseball coach in New Jersey. Remember, he died. I mean, pretty much summing up everything we've been saying. From now, day for, one, please. For, for a long time. If you don't care about both, this is for the Linda Olsen, Lisa Olsen and the folks out there. If you only care about the virus and you don't care about the economic impact and other people's lives being destroyed, you are the one being insensitive. Let me just we say. We care about both. What?
3: All lives matter. All deaths matter. Yeah. Not just coronavirus deaths. Deaths from uh, everything. Deaths of businesses. Deaths from suicides. Deaths from uh,
2: husbands beating up their wives. Whatever it is. they don't Listen, they're not going to die a lot. Of o- dying folks, from o- overdosing of from, from drugs. drugs whatever, they don't have to die. Cirrhosis it, of the liver in d- the long term. Depression will severely outweigh deaths. But depression's bad. If Very you're bad. a mother, if you're a right. father, it's a real it, thing. It's a real bad thing. So they're not gonna you're not gonna have a, the amount of suicides and husbands killing wives to equal the coronavirus. But you will have people that will be despondent and depressed and walking around like zombies for of years. For years. We want a
3: Great Depression. We already went through it in the nineteen thirties. It was horrendous. Chris is in New Jersey. Good morning, Chris. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey Chris. Could be worse.
4: <laughs> hey
3: Bernie, quick question. All Lives Matter,
4: um, but when you were in the ring with Sid, did his life matter at the nope. time? Nope. Okay. Very good point. <laughs> but, Thank you. You, know, you guys are living Escape from New York, and you're being led by another movie, Dumb and Dumber.
8: <laughs>
2: very, very good. And very, the good. very good. You, you're you're
3: two right. very that, good movies. That is fantastic. Well said, Chris. Yeah. That's uh, that's what it is. We, we have such incompetent management. They were so totally unprepared, and then when it did hit... They screwed up everything. They freaked out. They panicked, and they started pointing fingers. And now
2: this city is uh, is just a horrendous a land of the living dead. So I tell people when, when you're out in this, don't wear Speaking the ass, movies. And you know, people go, "Don't tell me what to do." And you got to be sympathetic towards what other people think. And for example, I've got a buddy who owns a, a place, a retail place. We were there yesterday. I'm not going to say his name. What he does? He's really overweight. I mean, really overweight. It's like 300 pounds. So I walked into the store yesterday, started to walk towards him to give him an elbow bump. And he was like, stay back. And I actually exited the store because I felt kind of weird. And then he was talking to my wife and he was saying how anxious he is and nervous he is and he can't sleep at night. And he's up his depression medication and all these things because he's 300 pounds so now he's just terrified that someone's going to give him the virus and he's going to die. But does he have diabetes? You, I guess you I think know. he does. Oh, well, I think then, he, then does. he should be worried. Right. But but the point is, you know, that guy, I get it. He's, That's the guy who should be uh, isolated. He should be home, not sitting in his restaurant. I guess he needs some money. I get all that. But that guy should be at home. But when I see healthy people, young kids, young teenagers, young people in their 20s running in the park wearing masks, all you're doing is empowering these idiots. You're not saving anybody's lives. You're empowering the idiots. That's all you're doing. Well, y-
3: yes, you're doing that and uh, also delaying the inevitable. We have to let it take run, run its course, this, uh, this virus, and uh, develop this herd immunity. We talked about it a million times. Young people can get it, get better. They have gotten it, gotten better in big numbers, and we need more of them to do it in order to get to this herd immunity point. And uh, we got to reopen. That's the bottom line. You heard Heather. We made the points ad nauseum for the last month here. And uh, we'll continue to make them on the Bernie Incision.
5: What am I going to do with 400 ventilators?
0: We are New York Tough. 77 WABC.
3: You know, folks, with all this spending, all this time at home recently, you might have been noticing that it's time to upgrade your sheets and your pillows. They look a little frayed, maybe a little ratty, and the dust mites you can't see. Now is the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with My Pillow. And even as My Pillow changes their production to provide masks for hospitals, it's the kind of great people they are at their at their own cost. They still want to help you get the best sleep of your life. So right now, get buy one get one free pricing on Supima My Pillows, Giza Dream Sheets, My Pillow Towels. Roll and go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Just go to the Radio Listener Specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code WABC or call 1-800-887-2185. Now, if you order Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? An autobiography. Great read. I read it. He's been on the show. If you order that book, your entire my pillow order will ship for free. Plus, he's going to give you a $25 gift card. Your next purchase. So don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on pillows, sheets, duvets, and more from MyPillow. Call 1 800 887 2185, or again, go to the Radio Listener Specials page at MyPillow.com and don't forget promo code WABC.
0: Here's what's happening at Talk Radio 77 WABC.
11: Talk Radio 77 WABC wants to help our loyal listeners or small business owners that need help right now. If your business is still operating, let us know your hours and what you have available and we can help get the word out for you. Submit your business today at WABCradio.com. If you need a sign, banner, graphic logo, custom t-shirts, or just need to print something, visit Step One Signs. .com today. That's step1signs.com. Call 973-668-5820. That's step1signs in Randolph, New Jersey. And
0: that's what's happening at Talk Radio 77 WABC.
11: Investors, stocks down, don't want to sell? NRIA is making special accommodation to help at this time. Under the new stimulus law, you can now borrow up to $100,000 without penalty from your 401k or IRA and invest. To help, NRIA is extending a high 10% monthly investor payout from our real estate-secured Class A Buildings Fund. Maintain your 401k and IRA stock position for the rebound and diversify into real estate and a 10% monthly cash flow. You're backed by a 14-year track record and prime income property with $750 million. Of new construction. You'll receive 10% steady cash flow, keep your stocks to rebound, and obtain total returns targeted at 18 to 21%. Use the new stimulus law to maintain your 401k and IRA stock upside and get 10% cash flow right now. Call 201 210 2727. That's 201 210 2727. An offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. National is a real estate development firm. Borrow from the fixed income bond portion of 401k IRA funds. See us at nria.com.
4: This is a commercial announcement. Picture this scenario. A shortage of fuel has closed your electric utility, or any possible disaster has just devastated your town. You're out of power, no lights, and no news. That's why federal and state agencies urge every home to have an emergency radio. Now you can get a free Dynamo World Band emergency radio. This powerful radio lets you stay informed during any type of emergency. It doesn't even need batteries, and comes with a hand-crank generator and super bright LED flashlight. The Dynamo Emergency Radio includes the NOAA Weather Band, a long-range AM receiver, a high-sensitivity FM band, and even a USB jack to charge cell phones or other devices. The Dynamo Emergency Weather Band Radio retails for almost thirty dollars, but Newsmax wants to make sure you get this radio. So check out the free offer for the emergency radio by going to gettheradio.com. That's gettheradio.com, or call eight hundred Newsmax. This radio could save your life. This is a limited offer in
11: Optima Tax Relief For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com
0: New York proud, New York loud. <laughs> Bernie and Sid in the morning, 77 WABC I don't
2: know who you think Two you blood. are, but
11: before the
0: Two night blood, is through
2: I love this song. It's a good song.
0: I want to do bad things with you So
2: I just got this email from uh, our boss, Don Katz and Matitis, who He's doing a terrific job, and I did, as I said, buy my raisin brand at uh, Gustidis yesterday. You know, Curtis goes to Gustidis and takes pictures. He doesn't buy anything. I actually spend three hundred bucks a week in your place, John. Just want to tell you that. Curtis
3: goes and shoplifts.
2: Yeah, that's what he steals stuff. Exactly. Anyway, uh, here's what Katz sent me, and I know you saw this, Bernie. It's a story from the New York Post. De Blasio says New York City can't afford to open beaches, even if safe, and that comes from from a Bloomberg. And Katz remarked, "Dumber than dog." With a word that is synonymous with duty,
3: yeah, chisel, to than dog shizzle. yeah. So is that true? He, he, uh, yeah, that's what he said. He already said that about the pools, and uh, at the time, I mentioned, of course, how stupid and short-sighted it is. You better find the money clown because you'll you'll have riots. The reason why they built the pools, I mentioned that the, the uh, Bloomberg's uh, Parks and Recreation Commissioner pointed this out. Uh, you had Robert Moses built the pools in nineteen thirty-six. They opened prior to that summer. You had 500 kids at, on average per year drowning in the rivers on because they would that's what, that was their, their only option, to swim. You swim and sure. you're going to have that, again, this year if you don't open up the beaches and the pools, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, you just... but you better find the damn money. Uh, figure
2: something out. Open it up, man, or you're going to have riots in the street. Why don't you just ask your wife for uh, some of that billion dollars that she's yeah. uh, banked hey, somewhere in Switzerland? Get, get, get some of that money back. <laughs> you, you ain't going to open the beaches. You kidding me? Uh, they, they got to open the beaches. Come of on. Of course they have to open the beaches. Oh, this city will explode. Although I don't know how many nice beaches. In, I mean, I know you live on the beach out on Long Island, but you got Reese Park, you, I guess.
3: You got all along Brooklyn and Queens. You have Coney, Coney Island. Island.
2: Yeah, you say, that's a nasty What are you beach. kidding me? How, you, you know, know the one, and I love Coney Island. You know, My dad's from there, so but the it's nice. The
3: Rockaways. You know how many people go rock out aways, there? Rockaways, beautiful. Breezy Point. To, 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 to let off steam yeah. after a long, hot no, week. I'm with you. And I mean, if they can't do that, if they can't go to a pool... And thing, pretty, things are still shut down. You better start reopening this damn place up. You and that uh, Il Duce governor. I mean, this is really, I'm starting, people are going to get very, very angry.
2: I, I, They're going to be a popular revolt. Well, that's where I am for like the last week. Like you started off with, you were nervous about the virus. You were somewhat anxious. You were concerned. You're worried about the sick and the dying. And then that kind of got to where you're kind of confused and frustrated because, you know, they weren't telling you the same thing from minute to minute. And then, for me, I got to angry. And I've been angry for about 10 days now, yeah. as you see every single day, because I see what's going on on the subways. I see what's going on living and working in the city. I, I can't believe we haven't reopened something in this city yet with the numbers plummeting when it comes to hospitalizations, intubations, deaths, all of it. I just don't know what the up is going on. If you don't have the subways and the transit
3: system fixed and the beaches and the pools open, this summer, we'll have your head on a stick, you SOB. Something
11: more. I feel it's going to rain.
2: I right, used see this guy? You can leave this. This is uh, Creed Rain. Scott Stav, I think his name was. This guy had like a million dollars. Creed was a hugely popular band in the 90s, which is Bernie's uh, favorite decade. I used to see this guy living in his car, I swear to God, in Delray Beach. This guy actually went crazy. They took him to a, uh, they put a white jacket on him. They took him to a, a crazy house. He oh, lost everything. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, when I left Florida, when He's I left Boca in 2016, he was kind of back doing okay again. That's good news. Yes. For him. I mean, you don't really care that much, do you? That's why I said for him. Yeah, for him. I don't even know. <laughs> no, I like Creed. Creed was
3: a... Oh, they were great. A couple
2: of... Uh, they had like three or four big hits in yeah. the 90s, yeah? Yeah,
3: it's too bad he lost his
2: mind. <laughs> It is. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly's coming up this hour. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams in the next hour. Uh, just to kind of recap what we did to start the show. We do that often in the 8 o'clock hour. We did start by talking about this uh, subway mess. Another, another adventure for me this morning. Same thing. Grabbed the one at 103. Got to change cars two or three times during the, uh, the trip down here to the Garden because the cars stink. I mean, they literally stink. They stink like feces from car to car to car. Homeless sprawled out, taking up four or five seats. Now, I do wear a mask on the subway. I, I, I rail about not wearing one outside, and I feel that way. You need a hazmat suit. You really do. Second. And these guys don't wear a masks. It's, it's a complete disaster. And now these two idiots, the governor and the mayor, that don't know their ass from their elbow, these two morons, they're fighting about it when one of them, the mayor, never takes the subway. He's got limos back and forth to Brooklyn, and the other dunce, he's five hours north. Uh,
3: and by the way, the subway that you take is the same one that this uh, viral video... Of the two train. It's the two train that you take, and that's the video that's being shown on news uh, channels and cable news, yeah, local train. news, yeah. all over the country, right. of the uh, homeless
2: <laughs> infesting every car, my train. and that's your train. <laughs> yes, <it> is. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, I am an essential worker. Bernard is an essential worker. Uh, these homeless folks, I, I'm going to guess, are not essential workers. Are they?
3: Yeah, right. (laughs) Listen, listen, the essential workers, the medical professionals who are trying to take care of patients have to uh, endure this with these people on the subways. And who does the mayor decide to get tough with? the quote-unquote Jewish community. Right. Not, hey, we're
2: going to keep these bums off the, the damn subways so our medical professionals don't have to deal with that when they're going to work. That should be his main concern. But uh, here is some audio from both of these guys, two from the governor, one from, as Bernie just mentioned, the mayor, talking about the issue on the subways, which, again, neither one is doing anything about and neither one takes. Here's Andrew Cuomo 1.
5: Yeah, I was- Any essential worker who shows up and gets on a train should know that that train was disinfected the night before. We want them to show up. We don't want them to stay home. We owe it to them to be able to say, the train you ride, the bus you ride, has been disinfected and is clean.
2: Now, right now, just so you folks know, they say the virus lasts on these surfaces for three days, 72 hours. So right now, the practice is to clean these trains every three days. Well, Como now wants it done every night. And so does de Blasio. So they want to, when the train comes to its final destination, whether it's Stillwell Avenue, 241st Street, wherever it is, at midnight, they want to spend the next five hours cleaning the train. Here's the issue. Once they reopen the train at 5 o'clock and the next 20 people to get on the train are stinking, filthy, homeless animals, that's right, animals, by 7 o'clock, the train needs to be cleaned again. Am I wrong? Of
3: course you're right. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's absolutely filthy, and it's not just coronavirus. It's all kinds of diseases. Oh, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Yeah, all of it. Everything, you name all it. it. All of it. And this SOB, I mean, he claims he doesn't have money to open beaches. No money, probably. That's the issue with cleaning the cars. I don't know. Maybe. Yet he's got money for uh, a task force on coronavirus inequality. Well, For his uh, wife?
2: I mean, what the hell is that? It's not just the money. They, they bend over backwards, both of these guys, to be PC about these homeless. And you'll hear that in these next two cuts here, Bernard. Here's Andrew Cuomo, number two. To let homeless people
5: stay on the trains in the middle of a global health pandemic with no masks, no protective equipment. You're not helping the homeless. Uh, oh, letting the homeless. them endanger their own lives and them. endanger the lives of others is not helping anyone. So I told the MTA uh, yesterday, in two days, which means tomorrow, I want a full plan. How do we disinfect every train every
2: night? Period. And here's uh, the follow-up hey, to can that. Can I just
3: make a... Sure. Hey, Old Duche, we're worried about the medical professionals and the, the passengers that are trying to get to work. Not the homeless. I mean, l- <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. Stop, stop tap dancing around the issue. He actually said there. It's not going to help the homeless. Who cares? Who cares what helps the homeless? We're not worried about them. Talk to, and, and, and talk to your buddy, uh, uh, Bill, Bolshevik Bill,
2: about helping the homeless and his wife. Find out where that money went. Billion dollars. Here is uh, Bill de Blasio on that exact point on the homeless. Bernard four.
6: We need the MTA to help us with. We'll do our share. We'll devote the police resources. We'll devote the outreach workers. We'll do whatever it takes. But we need the MTA to agree to this plan. There have been homeless people in the sh- subways going from one end of a line back again, back again, How do you know? all night long. That needs to stop. The way to stop that is to support those people and help them so come in worth, and accept uh, housing, but also to disrupt uh, the pattern. The way to disrupt the pattern is between midnight and 5 a.m., close oh those stations, deep clean those stations. I mean, he's uh, a douchebag.
1: And with a capital D, he really is.
3: Right. No, the way to do it is to send down uh, the transit police, get some of the above-ground regular police force, get them all down there, get p- put on some uh, hazmat suits, and drag these SOBs off the trains and
2: put them put them somewhere. Rikers Island, not Governor's Island. People, if put you, if on, you right. said you've never been there, go to Rikers Island, go to Hart's Island, go to Staten Island. I don't care. Just, Just we'll, get them off the trains. It's an emergency, <laughs> right? Everybody has a stay-at-home order. These yes. guys are not home. Get them off the trains. That's not home. Thank and and they're
3: endangering people. And all of a sudden, he wakes up to it. Now it took a New York Post uh, .com video that went viral, the one I was talking about, and a, a, th- another one of some uh, th- this homeless guy actually urinating. He's lying on the floor urinating, and, and some of the passengers actually stomped him afterward. Yeah, so it not. took those videos for this guy to wake the hell up. Even though you've been, we've all been screaming about it <laughs> for a long time,
2: Curtis, you, me, everybody, I wake know. up. Well. Uh, listen, I would say better late than never if I really thought they were going to do something about it, but they won't. Now, one other story that. We're uh, going to turn into Detroit here. Oh, worse. This is what we're, no, we're going to come worse. out of this,
3: and we're going to be like. Worse. It's going to be a perpetual Detroit like atmosphere if they don't act now. Agreed. Because this, this place is not only dead, it's decomposing.
2: Yeah, no, it's a rigor mortis is set in. So now you got the, uh, the other thing is sports, of course. This is, seems to be something that the president brings up all the time. So It's not just sports fans like me. He brings it up at least four or five times a week. It comes up in conversation, even with the doctors, and when are we getting sports back? Everybody agrees. You say this all the time, and, and Bill O'Reilly. Let's get them back. It'll help us mentally. It'll make us feel like we're restoring some semblance of normalcy. Me, I'm on record saying, the way they want to bring back baseball, I don't want it. I'll, I'll wait till 2021. I don't want 70 games. It'll be, uh, the statistics won't matter. They're doing it in one city. There's going to be no fans. I'd rather not have it, but that's fine. If you want it that fine. But now you have Dr. Fauci who talked about baseball yesterday and as he does almost every day and much like our own politicians giving mixed messages. The first one he
1: talks about, we need baseball back. I hope that there's some form of baseball this summer, even if it's just TV. And I and I do that for I I feel that strongly, one, because I'm an avid baseball fan. But also, I mean, it's for the country's mental health.
2: But not long after this, he goes on to talk about how it's probably, it probably shouldn't come back because we're just not ready. You
1: could either have a situation where you get the group of players and you put them in a few cities, you make sure they're not infected, you test them so that they don't infect each other. And you have baseball, in no as much as it's tough to say, in a spectator-less environment, where you have people playing in an environment in which people can watch it on television. I mean, the revenues are not going to be the same as when you have a packed stadium like Nat's stadium in Washington, where I go to, But I think having them play on television is certainly better than nothing.
2: That was not, see, what he said after that, that cut uh, was much like the first cut. He wants baseball. He went on to say that, you know, I don't think it's ready. I don't think we should do it. I don't think we should play baseball. So Randy Levine, the president of the New York Yankees, who we happen to like very, very much, Rudy Giuliani's good friend, he was on this station with Brian Kilmeade, who was on after us at 10 o'clock yesterday. And Randy Levine called out Dr. Anthony Fauci on saying, we probably shouldn't play baseball. Yeah,
7: you know, I was kinda of surprised this morning when I saw one story about you know Dr. Fauci where he said that uh you know now he doesn't he thinks some sports might not play till next year. But last week on the Yes Network he said that but quite the opposite. He said that uh, he, like the governor, would like to see games with fans in the seats. And if there was mitigation, I'm, I'm sorry, with no fans in the seats. And if, if there was mitigation, you know, possibly, uh, depending on conditions on the ground, fans in the seats. So, I mean, it's confusing.
3: <laughs>
12: uh, you
7: know,
3: I, 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 listen, Dr. Fauci's a nice guy. Maybe he means well. I'm, I'm sick of this guy already. Me too. He was uh, giving all the wrong messages early on. Don't worry, this is no problem. This is not going to be a problem with this uh, virus. Don't worry, take it easy. And he advised against the travel ban from China. Advised against it. That, that's the ultimate in social distancing, the travel ban, as Miranda Devine points out in the New York Post this morning. He advised against it. And then, of course, and, and against wearing masks. And now he's flip-flopped on all those things as well. Yet he's the big hero out of all this thing. I, I don't get it. He's, he's inconsistent. Not my and he's been wrong about a lot of stuff.
2: A lot of stuff. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. We got your phone calls. We got Bill O'Reilly. We got Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Who's kicking ass every single day? Bernie and Sid.
1: Love it. In in the
2: rain. Julius Jones, right? Orange, orange or- juice, or- Jones? Orange juice, yeah. Orange yeah. juice. Well, it's going to rain the next two days. So. So this is a, I mean, it's a great song. You listen to this song.
12: Uh,
3: that's when music was good, bro. I thought you were uh, smarter than that. <laughs> he, he starts talking to her. And the g- good news is he doesn't kill her at the end. No, no. Because it could have went anyway. It could have went hundred percent. He let her go. He says, I hope this teaches you a lesson. <laughs> anyway, I just got to do uh, my friend Russ Salzberg, a new podcast. Get a load of this. He talks about the NFL and also about uh, Bill de Blasio's utter disastrous incompetence.
2: What the NFL, the draft, do you mean? or probably the, He probably recaps the draft, which will be good. The regular
3: season. Okay, good. So the, uh, get a load of this. Russ Salzberg's podcast I kind of miss Russ walking
2: at, on Mondays and all I know, that stuff. I miss stuff. him uh, terribly. Yeah. Nice guy. And he
3: talks about the draft as well. Oh, and, uh, good. Anyway, it's all up on WABCradio.com, Russ's podcast. And, <clears throat> look, a couple of things uh, non-coronavirus related. Good news for our listeners. The FBI, the DOJ, released uh, some documents yesterday a lawyer actually uh, wrote some handwritten notes asking, what's the point here of uh, interrogating uh, General Flynn? This is a few days into his uh, they, In other words, they set him up. They ambushed him. The lawyer wrote down, is the point of this to get him to lie so we can indict him? Uh, he wrote, they actually wrote that down. They have that. And so uh, Trump just tweeted a, a few minutes ago, crooked cop Comey got caught. See, get the alliteration? very good it's a big
2: deal crooked cop Comey great alliteration yes
3: excellent alliteration Three of them. And, and it's not and, and, P, and by the way uh the, the guy who interviewed uh General Flynn at the White House his name is Peter stroke mm-hmm. he was the guy who did the interview who set up who ambushed poor uh, General Flynn who was essentially a war hero uh so and, and Lisa page they got they have instructions Lisa Page t- told him how to conduct the interview oh, yeah. uh, t- to entrap how to entrap General Flynn.
2: And if you guys forgot oh God, I love you, Lisa. Those two were involved in a in a really, really uh, uh crazy affair and the both of them were were making comments way back when about how to remove President Trump from office.
3: Absolutely right. I mean, this is a whole uh, like uh, Andy McCarthy said that this was a, a meticulously planned scheme to uh, try to get a a 33-year combat veteran to uh you know, I- I- implicate himself to lie, to get him to uh, incriminate himself. So anyway, uh, Comey was speaking one day to your friend, Nicole Wallace, at the 92nd oh. Street Y. And this is what he said. This is cut to this is what he said to, to him about why, you know, why he did this to a General Flynn.
10: Something we I w- probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration.
3: Can you believe that? In other words,
2: ah, he's a piece of garbage. he knew what he was doing. He's a piece of garbage.
3: And now he's, he's, he's stone cold busted. Piece of garbage. And there's more to come. So uh, keep, yeah, stay tuned. Does, stay he tuned. Have
2: the, the, does he have the, the 33,000 we'll, emails we'll that Hillary to, we'll, deleted?
3: We'll talk to Bill <laughs> O'Reilly. But uh, okay. also uh, you have uh, Joe Biden, these allegations. And I'm telling the Republicans, everybody, slow down. We want Biden as the nominee because he's, he's a dotard. He's a corrupt, crooked, pervert dotard. A demented old uh, perv is what he is. Anyway, Stacey Abrams, uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar and Stacey Abrams, they want to be his vice president. They said this about these credible sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden. This is the two of them.
9: I think the New York Times, I haven't read all the stories. I read that one. Um, Your viewers should read that. This case has been investigated. I know the vice president as a major leader on domestic abuse. And I think that, again, the viewers should read the article. It was very thorough. Tara Reid deserved to have her story listened to and investigated. The New York Times did a deep investigation and they found that the accusation was not credible. I believe Joe Biden.
3: So you have the women who said all women should be believed. You have these two ladies when it was Kavanaugh. All women should be believed. They're c- accusing this lady, this uh, Tara Reid, of li- being a liar. They say she's being a liar. And to their they point to the New York Times article, the New York Times just put out a statement a few hours ago saying that their article, quote, made no conclusion either way, unquote. <laughs> so that is festering right now. And Joe Biden held a town hall the other day uh, with Hillary Clinton, a woman's town hall, of all things. And he was asked by the ice skater, Michelle Kwan, about domestic violence in the age of coronavirus. Play the two clips back to back. Just listen, to especially the second clip. This guy is hes completely lost it.
10: Violence against women is a huge problem. It's been one of the leading causes of my life. Our support for victims has to match the courage they show every day. We should empower FEMA to provide shelter, modifications like uh, sleeping uh, and uh, and 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 you know just to have the idea that we deal with trailers, we have to make sure all survivors, survivors of color, immigrants, survivors of Native Native American survivors, older survivors, those with disabilities, the, LBG, the LB, LGBTQ <laughs> community. No, no, don't play yeah. anymore. Hillary,
3: Hillary Clinton was sitting, it was there in the Brady Bunch box right next to him, and
2: she was mortified that he's... I, 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 I could hear him. I said, don't don't play anymore. So, so no, you, Don't play anymore. Now you hear what
3: I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hold your fire, Republicans. This, this is the guy we want to- to run
2: against Trump, all right. We don't want anybody else. We want him. Well, You may not have a choice because Me Too was getting crazy. People I'm, I'm, are getting crazy. I'm telling the Republicans to slow down with. But the, they are the Republicans of Me Too movement? Are not they? Well,
3: it, you know what? Uh, you have people like Demi, uh, not Demi Lovato. What's her name? Uh, who Alyssa that? Milano. Oh yes. Who yes. What, was that actually attended the Kavanaugh trials, uh, tweeting out. Hey, uh, Tara Reid, I hear you, Ooh. but that wasn't the standard during uh, the Kavanaugh
1: hearing. Of course not.
3: It was I believe you. Right now, they just say, she's saying I hear you. No, uh. f- the hearing is not enough. That's not the standard you implied uh, applied back in the 2018
2: during the Kavanaugh hearings. You have to believe her. Fair enough. Or you're, or you're inconsistent. I believe you. Got to believe. You got to believe. You. Like the great Tug McGraw, God rest his soul. Big Met, big uh, Met player, and Bill O'Reilly is a big Met fan. The great Bill O'Reilly. You can believe that. Tom Henley, Dirty Laundry, 8.40 on your Thursday morning, he was the best, he still is the best, he'll always be the best, he really is, his new column is out, it's funny, maybe the press should be quarantined, at BillO'Reilly.com. the best website anywhere in the world for news, he's got interviews, he's got columns, he's, he does a show, and uh, quite frankly he's the best guest we've got all week long, he's the man, he's the great Bill O'Reilly, and he's back on this Thursday morning, Bill, how you doing buddy?
8: I'm exhausted after that intro. <laughs> I got to go back to bed.
2: Do you realize you do all that stuff? Do you even realize that?
8: You know, it's good for me because uh, it just—I uh, annoy people. But if I'm busy, <laughs> then um, they're much happier. Okay. So
2: uh, very uh, humble. Bill yes. Now we love you, and uh, so does this audience, and so does most of America. Listen, uh, my estimation, this governor of Georgia who decided even though he hasn't had 14 consecutive days of a downward trend, his state has not uh, completed the guidelines set forth by President Trump. He's a hero to me. I-, I am sick and tired of what's going on in this city, the continuing, you know, uh, uh, mixed messages. So the guy in Georgia, to me, Bill O'Reilly, that guy's an American hero.
8: Well, I think you've got to wait, though, to see if the policy works. So... I understand, uh, you know, libertarians and people who un, who realize that some politicians aren't looking out for them. So in New York, for example, um, this is a power play on a, a lot of people's parts here. So they can tell you what to do now. And they love that. It's power. That's why people go to politics anyway, for power. Now, there are some people who say, well, I want to help humanity, but very few. It's I want to get power. I want to be in charge. So um, I predicted yesterday on the No Spin News, which is my newscast on BillOReilly.com, that's two weeks. That's all we have left in this country before total anarchy breaks out. And people are now looking. They want information. A lot of people are still frightened. Um, But after two weeks, mid-May, when the weather gets really good and, and people have had it, then the authorities are not going to be able to continue. Now, there are two exceptions, California and New York. The rest of the country is just going to go and do what they want to do. Uh, maybe Chicago, but I doubt it. In Chicago, they can't stop People from shooting each other. That's right. So they're not going to be able to stop you from going down a Lake Michigan. <laughs> um, but in New York and California, because of the concentration and the intensity of the virus, I think that they're going to have to be more cautious. Um, but in the rest of the country, including Georgia, the people are just going to go out. So they got two weeks. And you're seeing it, though. You're seeing that people go, well, we're going to loosen up to this morning Disney World and Disneyland are figuring out how to open and all of that. So everybody's going to have to wear masks, but everybody will be out in two weeks, I think.
3: Couldn't agree with you more, Bill. Uh, I would say that I believe that will be the case even in New York and California because people are fed up. I believe that, but who knows? We'll see. Listen, Bill O'Reilly's very active on Twitter, at Bill O'Reilly. And also his latest column, Bill O'Reilly.com, by the way, the No Spin News, every night, 7 o'clock. And his latest column is at Bill O'Reilly.com. It's called Maybe the Press Should Be Quarantined. And, of course, the president legendary, legendarily going after the press, going at it with them back and forth, continued with the White House task force briefings. Your column, Maybe the Press Should Be Quarantined, addresses that. Tell us about it, Bill.
8: Well, I— I may be overdoing this media thing. Let me ask you guys. You think I'm overdoing the media bashing here?
2: Not, not in the least. You should do like three or four columns a day.
3: <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, the Yahoo thing the other day that was uh, priceless of what the president did.
8: Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be a, a whiner here, but I see this tremendous danger. So uh, the media doesn't understand, I don't think, how it's harming itself. So, the two tabloid papers in New York City, the Daily News and the Post, I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to go, um, particularly the Daily News. Uh, they can't sell ads. That's all dried up now in the pandemic. They're running huge million dollar deficits in the sense that they are losing so much money. And unlike the federal government, they can't print money at the Post and Daily News, all right? So I don't know how much longer they go. Now, the New York Times, they got money behind it. They'll go to Internet, play. But they, these newspapers that constantly disparage Donald Trump, even if you don't support Trump, you know that it's a cartoon. It's a caricature now. It's like you're watching The Simpsons uh, when you turn on a newscast. Because everything that happens, they're going to spin it. Negative. When was the last time you guys heard any positive national news about Donald Trump? Not a
2: day. Not, even, time, not, not even on Fox News that much anymore. <laughs> no,
8: Fox News is in the same category. Yeah. Because Fox News doesn't want to be alone. See that that's they they don't want to be alone, an outlier, they call it. But I'm trying to think I I've covered the news pretty closely. I'm trying to think when I heard one positive story about the man.
3: No, you know, I'll give you one quick example, Bill, which is that the uh, guy who drank the fish tank cleaner out in Arizona, turns out the police are investigating his wife for murder, and she has a history of domestic abuse against the guy. Now, they obsessed over it when it first happened because it, it implicated Trump in their eyes. Yeah, But, but what it, you in this case, know, they're ignoring the whole thing.
8: What you don't know is the wife was a member of <laughs> <laughs> All right. now I, You're absolutely right. I mean, so I wake up and then uh, the headline is, uh, Trump wants you to drink Clorox.
1: Yeah, never said that.
8: What? What? And then when you go back and you look at what he exactly said, he's ruminating about, well, maybe, you know, should you look at that? But he shouldn't do that because he knows that no matter what he says, going to ram down his throat. Well, you know,
2: it's funny you say that. The next morning, Bill, there was a Friday morning. Bernie, you were at home. I brought up a story. And I said, I'm telling you, Bill's not here today. He was here yesterday. And I'm saying the same thing. He shouldn't wonder aloud. He just shouldn't wonder aloud. Even though no. he, he, didn't, he didn't encourage Americans to inject Clorox, he should not no. wonder aloud. That's equally as bad no, these days. No, they're
9: going
8: to spin it that way. But right. he has gotten the message. I don't
2: know how.
8: I mean, I know he sees my message of the day on BillOReilly.com every day. I know he sees my columns. I don't know if they transcribe my no spin news for him or not but in, in the morning it's a packet press packet, along that's that comes in before the national security stuff and he looks at it and i don't know but i've been saying this very loudly that look when you're dealing with the pandemic everything you say has to be measured disciplined and methodical and fact-based you can't wander off into areas of um, hyperbola. You can't do that. You can't speculate. I mean, I would have. I, did you ever um, watch You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx? Yeah, Remember course. that show? Sure. Of course. And if you said a secret word, the duck comes down. <laughs>
3: yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, I, yes,
8: yes. I, I love that show.
3: It was in black and white. Yeah.
8: Well, when Fauci did that, I would have a duck. And every time he speculated, the duck would come down. <laughs> da, 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 da,
1: da. All right? So everybody
8: would know it's a speculation. All right? Doctor, that's not what you do. Well, uh, maybe schools will open by Thanksgiving. Shut up! You're not an educator. Just tell us about the virus. So all of that speculation damages not only the Trump administration, but the American people, because people, they don't know, they don't go back, they don't have transcripts, they just hear this constantly. The media knows that. And uh, if you study history, the, the best propagandists in the world, they tell you the same thing. If you repeat a lie over and over and over again, it becomes the truth.
3: Absolutely. Uh, he may have gotten the message, uh, witnessed the uh, uh, New York Magazine, Olivia Nuzzi question, where he handled it like a president, like a, a very pres- presidential, like a former president, not not this one. Either way, Bill, I gotta, we have to segue to, because uh, we're running out of time, This latest news about General Flynn, I mean, is this, uh, are we going to see Comey in handcuffs or uh, Stroke in handcuffs or any of these people?
8: Well, I can't imagine that after all of this time and all of the resources of the Justice Department looking at the FBI and all of the um, questionable things they did, that there isn't going to be some punishment and indictment. I mean, if they come back like Mueller didn't go, well, you know, nothing really happened. I mean, you know, that doesn't rise. We're all going to lose confidence in the Justice Department. Barr is a tough guy, a very tough guy. Compare Barr to um, Sessions in Alabama. Just compare.
3: Yeah. No comparison.
8: Right, right. That's like comparing Elliott Ness to de Blasio. (laughs) All right. There's a little bit of a toughness difference. Um, so I do expect something to happen, but it would be unfair of me to speculate because I don't have the data.
3: Right. But the, uh, the memos was the, the released, uh, handwritten notes are very incriminating. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's tough to, uh, reach a conclusion, but it doesn't look good.
8: No, if you had to bet, and that's always my litmus test now, if I had to bet, I took that from Sid because Sid does have to
10: bet.
2: <laughs> sure.
8: All right? So I said, gee, if Sid has to bet, maybe I can use that. If I had to bet,
2: yeah.
8: I would say there would be indictment.
2: Yeah, but listen, you would lose that bet. Like I always say, you don't get a front row uh, a <laughs> GA for winning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. So listen, so talking about betting and sports and all that, you know, last week, uh, one of your mornings, you talked about the return of baseball. With Bernie and I, last week, you had talked about the return of baseball. That was a theme yesterday from Dr. Anthony Fauci. And then Yankees president Randy Levine talked about it on Fox News as well. Fauci goes back. And forth. He goes, well, we need baseball. Mentally, will be good for America. But then he goes, but I don't think we can play because it's going to be too much. And, you know, how are we really going to get this done in time for the season? And then Randy Levine of the Yankees blasted him. He said, well, hold on a second. Which one is it? Do you want baseball or not? I know last week you were very confident baseball will be coming to a theater near you. You still feel that way?
8: I do, but I don't think they're going to have fans for the first few weeks, which is fine. Put it on television. And I didn't know that Fauci was the baseball commissioner. Man, that guy's busy, yeah. isn't he busy? Does a lot. Right. I, oh,
2: um, we used to I, like I, we used to like that guy, not so much anymore. He just
8: speculates too much. You know, I mean, next he's going to be telling you what kind of fish you're going to be catching when you go out. Well, you might get a fluke out there, but you got to keep six feet away from it. I mean, geez. So I'd like to see the baseball open without fans and just test the players every three days and the broadcasters and everybody else. Get it rolling. And then as the numbers of COVID go down, then you can elect – of capacity in or whatever you want to do. Do it in a methodical way. Um, If you have to play in North Dakota where there aren't any cases, play in North Dakota. But get the sport up in base and basketball and hockey too for national morale. Do you guys know the German soccer league starts next week?
2: Yes, I did see that. Yes.
8: Yeah, I mean the German. I don't know how to do in it. I, uh, Merkel's going to go out and kick the first ball, <laughs> and i right back and hit her in the head. <laughs> I predict that. Um, but you get, this is morale. That, you know, we got to have some kind of thing to look forward to on television. Um, people's heads are going to blow off if they watch any more cable news. I mean, people are screaming out. They're watching. They're running network tonight on TCM. I'm mad as everybody in the country is going to be screaming out the window.
2: Oh, I love that movie. God, that was great. I'm mad as hell. That's right. That's not going
8: right. to take
3: it anyway. Uh, we we, we had right. it. We had it up to here. They have to do something. You're right. Maybe a little risk. Take the risk anyway. Bill O'Reilly, Twitter at Bill. O'Reilly. Also, his latest column, Maybe the Press Should Be Quarantined. It's at BillOReilly.com. The No Spin News is there every night at 7 o'clock at BillOReilly.com. Bill, thank you very much. All
8: right, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for having me.
2: You're the best. You stay safe, too. The great Bill O'Reilly. Come on. Why does it make me laugh when I hear this guy singing? Because Hakeem Jeffries, that's right. Oh yeah. You think of him in Congress actually quoting Biggie Smalls? What was it again? The uh, the sardines? <laughs> I don't know which one did he sing. Was it? No, was it, it, it was uh, this I, one. I used to eat sardines yes, for dinner. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, I don't know what it was, what the context was, but it was odd. Yeah, it <laughs> was odd. Well, he was. Uh, I mean, just the idea of oh, Biggie. A, come on.
3: Well, well he's Jeffries. dead. Let's not to speak uh, ill of the
2: the, the 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 deceased. Hakeem Jeffries is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie. Oh no, Biggie. Biggie I love that. I love Biggie. I'm talking about Hakeem Jeffries. He's a moron. Yeah, Biggie is bye bye. Uh, Biggie was great, man. Yeah, he went all through right. a lot of crap. Uh, the kid, um, he was dealing drugs. He became a big, you know, the guy. He turned it all around. So we're uh, going Hill. to speak to uh,
3: Eric Adams, the borough president of Brooklyn. He's friends with with the
2: Hakeem Jeffries.
3: Have that uh, clip of the lady screaming. (laughs) The the one who's angry at Bill de Blasio because, uh, you know, she had to actually put her husband on ice. Oh, yeah. uh, Because he died from coronavirus and nobody would pick up the bodies. And she's screaming at uh, this incompetent uh, Bill de Blasio about the whole thing. Listen to this. How dare you,
1: Bill de Blasio?
9: You can't blame that shit on Trump. You can't blame that on Cuomo. That's all you been This is our
1: city. And we're being treated like
3: shit. No that wasn't Sherlane. Oh my god, good that for was, her. Yeah, her husband uh, again, uh, 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 in her own house. Nobody would come and pick up the body. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it is. Ter- you know, I remember uh, playing clips or talking about in Italy when they w- when that was occurring. They were not picking up the bodies from apartments in the Lombardi, Lombardi region or whatever.
2: There was some famous actor who, who put together some Instagram video, and yeah. his and sister his was s- dead that's behind what, exactly. him. Exactly,
3: <laughs> and that's when we were talking about it. And I was like, wow, that's horrendous. It never conceived the, of the fact that it might happen here. Yeah. And, and not only has it happened here, it's even worse. I mean, we were, we're going to talk to Eric Adams about about the, you know, 40 to 60 bodies in the U-Haul trucks uh, decomposing. Uh, just horrendous, and of course, uh, you know the, the the nursing home scandal with the uh, Il Duce incompetent governor ordering the uh, coronavirus elderly back into the nursing homes instead of sending them to the Javits Center or the ship that that's leaving today.
1: Today, yeah.
3: I mean, uh, you just it, it just never occurred that it, to us that it would happen here. I mean, it, you know, nothing happens like that to us. Yeah. Well. Oh well. <laughs> And And here we are, are, you and me sitting at at ground zero, ground zero of this thing. I know, every day. It's it's absolutely mind-boggling. It it is surreal. I I wake up every morning. I'm like, wow, this is still happening. Still happening. This is is not a dream. This is not a nightmare.
2: In fact, that's a biggie one. That's right. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. And then you keep hearing about this light at the end of the tunnel, which uh, the president has said a bunch of times, and I think even Cuomo has said it, and I just don't see it. Now, I haven't been in the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel for quite some time, or the Holland Tunnel, or Lincoln Tunnel, to be honest. But I don't—oh, no, I shouldn't say that. I was in the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel yes, uh, on my birthday birth- to go to—right, to, uh, to Brooklyn. But I don't see that light here in New York that people are talking about. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Uh,
3: look, so uh, obviously Eric Adams is not there, but I will say this, just on an up note.
2: By the way, he, he, he was the one who called us. I want folks to know that. We didn't book Eric Adams. He booked himself. So right, he will well, be, here. Listen, He'll be here. He'll be here. I hope he's here. okay. He's fine. You know, he had a big problem.
3: He had uh, diabetes, and he actually he lost an, he lost vision in one eye. Oh yeah, he got and, like it, his hands didn't work. He, everything and he changed his whole diet up. He turned himself around. He turned reversed everything it. Around. He yes. reversed it. He got better. I, I think he's still blind in one eye. Though. I don't know about that. We'll ask him. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I won't ask him.
2: Yeah, no. I, I think I think that went away. Either way, he actually reversed it yes, on his own. That's right. It was very inspirational. What yes. Oh, come on. But, the guy was a cop for a long time. I mean, the guy's actually a pretty impressive guy.
3: Oh, oh I've always said that. I, lo- I really like Eric Adams. Uh, too bad he's a Democrat. But still, he is a reasonable one in my estimation. I agree. He, he made a, a statement or two that wasn't uh, quite appropriate. But <laughs> right. in any case, uh, speaking of politicians that we like, one that I like is this Boris Johnson. Who and, and coming back, he beat the coronavirus. And he was in the ICU for a while. He was on shaky ground was uh, Boris Bojo, old Bojo back in the UK. Anyway, Bojo spoke out about the coronavirus, and this is what he said.
7: If this virus were a physical assailant, Assailant. an unexpected and invisible mugger, (laughs) which I can tell you from personal experience it is, then this is the moment (laughs) when we
3: have begun together to wrestle it to the floor. Yes. Gorgeous. Don't you love the act? I I, do. It's just incredible. More reason to watch the uh, Q&A on C-SPAN every Sunday night with the the, the House
2: of Commons. Dude. Great TV. We just got a tweet here from uh, one of our favorite assemblymen. We did have Dove Hyken out of Brooklyn on earlier. This guy is, of course, uh, Mr. Fishkill, Mr. Hudson Valley. Our good friend, Kieran Lawler. And he said, um, Sid, Bernie, I hope you will consider having Assemblyman Anthony Palumbo on he has an idea that could help save our economy. If feds declare COVID an act of terror by China, businesses can tap into big insurance fund set up for this. So his name is Anthony Palumbo. Write this down Namini. He's a Republican out of New York, District 2. And uh, I guess him and Lauer had this discussion that if, we, if well, we actually do declare this an act of terror from China, it could help some of our businesses. I got a suggestion for uh, Karen Lawler.
3: What's that? There was a state representative in Illinois who actually sued the governor on his own behalf. Now, it didn't apply to his district or anything like that. But he sued the governor be, uh, uh, because of the stay-at-home order. He said it, it, it violated his constitutional rights. And he actually won the lawsuit. In other words, he can leave the House. He can do what he wants. The judge said, you know what? You're right. Good. The governor is violating your constitutional rights. Oh, now, I want Kieran Lawler. I want the Nicole Malliotakis. I want some... Uh, a Republican assembly person or state senator right. to sue Governor Cuomo uh, eventually. You know, did, after, after a 14-day
2: downward trend, if he doesn't reopen at that point, sue his ass. Where did, forget about this person in Illinois, where did all you folks hear for the first time, they are infringing on our constitutional rights. I, I, heard, I
3: think I heard right Sid, Sid say, give me liberty or give me death. Thank you. Two weeks ago. You didn't even know who you were quoting, did you? Yes. Who? Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick something or other.
2: That's funny. Thank you very much. I, I, I thought you were kidding. You were, that was actually a... You, no, you, I was being serious. Give me Patrick. liberty or give me death from the great actor Patrick Dempsey. Uh, what Pat, was it him? It was Patrick Henry. Oh, well, that was I, close. You heard me say that the other day,
3: and you try to remember. What, what, what was it? Who was it? Who but was you that you, said you, that? But you couldn't remember.
2: I couldn't remember. We
3: were close, though. Yeah. But it was funny. I got to tell you, it was <laughs> worth it. It was really funny. <laughs> Speaking of which, of course, uh, you know, in this city and this state, and uh, like other states across the country, students are not going to school. So they're all doing – and your kids are doing the same thing. Uh, they're engaging in this remote learning, and it's a disaster. Yeah. It's a complete and total disaster. I mean, there's no – there's no way you can... I mean, it's like herding cats. I mean, a teacher trying to teach a whole class on a Zoom? Give well, me a break.
2: I mean, for my son, it's working. It's a very expensive private school. And he is there, and the kids are learning. But I And, and I don't know this, but I got to think the public school has to be a complete disaster. You
3: would have. Complete. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. There was uh, actually this music teacher <laughs> who, uh, well, she, she is trying to teach via remote learning, but via computer, via Zoom, I guess, anyway... She wrote a song about it, and she wanted to reassure people, I guess. I don't know. Listen to this.
9: So as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher, and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go. Here we go.
2: The best part is the beginning has that like. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, yeah, sure. Oh, that's the Chinese guy from the airplane. I know that the beginning sounds like the uh, Over the Rainbow version they did in the Adam Sandler movie.
3: Yeah, the uh, the Hawaiian guy. The Hawaiian guy, yeah. exactly. It sounds somewhere like Over the Rainbow.
2: Yes, it's like so nice and cuddly. Well, yeah, and,
3: I mean, that's the beauty <laughs> of this the visceral
2: con- scream. The <laughs> contrast was uh, brilliant. Uh, thanks to my wife
3: uh, Carol for that. she found
2: that. Yeah, Carol, great job. And also, you got to stop with the Andrew Yang for mayor now. That's over. Who, me? Well, anybody. Somebody brought it up. They called in earlier. They wanted Andrew Yang. Why? Well, why is that over? Well, come on. I mean,
1: like. Who's uh, going to vote for an like, Asian like, person?
3: Like Eric Adams. Oh, come on. Give oh, you got to
2: be. So you don't think that people in this city are not dumb enough not to vote for an Asian? You don't well, think mean? they're wait, dumb enough? What are you kidding me? Are of course, I'm like, blaming the Asians. No, well, they blame the communist
3: Chinese no, 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 government. No, no, no. You want you're not you're blaming smarter. the South
2: Koreans. You're not blaming the I, Japanese. You know, you do this all the time. You're, You're not, not blaming know the people difference. from Singapore? You know the difference. The average guy in Brooklyn who sees a guy with a turban, he thinks he's the enemy. You're not blaming the people from Taiwan, free
3: China? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Well, they're stupid. They're well, well, of course they're stupid. Andrew Yang would be uh, <laughs> given the choice with the other Democrats.
2: You think he'd be a great mayor? Him or Eric Adams? Well, this guy in Brooklyn says um uh, me. Here's Alan in Brooklyn on line five. Good morning, Alan. Good
3: morning, Sid. How are you? Marty? I'm okay. Sid? Good morning. Hello, Alan. Listen, uh,
7: Sid and Bernie, uh, unfortunately, uh, Bernie, you live outside New York City, but
8: this city needs new leadership. And I'm calling to, uh, with all deference to your colleague, uh, Sid uh, Curtis, I think you should run for mayor.
4: <laughs> yes. Having
8: well, said that, I think what you need to do, in addition to that, a winning formula would be, as you said, to come out of the closet, declare yourself to be homosexual so that you
1: can increase your bona fides. Okay. I'm wondering if Danielle and and the kids would be on board with something like that. And if you would do that, I think you can get yourself elected mayor. Yeah. And you could turn
3: this city around. That is a brilliant idea. A Jewish gay guy. (laughs) Oh, great. He'd have a great shot.
2: That's great. With Danielle and and, and the the kids.
3: For the greater good, I think Danielle and the
2: kids would accept it. Listen, there have been times throughout my 30-year relationship where she questioned whether or not that was the case or not. (laughs) As you have many mornings. Our (laughs) four-year partnership. I've been
3: questioning it. With some of the clothing choices, but uh, that's another Uh. subject. Anybody, by by the way, would be, uh, not to diminish your abilities,
2: but anybody would be better than this swab. Even some of these people that I've referred to as animals, which they are the homeless uh, in the subways this morning, some of them would be better (laughs) on the Bernie and
0: Sid show. Bernie and Sid in the morning, online at wabcradio.com, on the mobile app at 77 WABC, and on the radio, 77 WABC Talk Radio.
1: No, you.
2: Put your head back for a second. Close your eyes. Listen to Christopher Cross." Sailing. Nice, right? It except, is nice, except uh, except your dick-faced mayor wants to take it away from you. Well, not only that, <laughs> you do. It, you get seasick. You get. Vom- oh, don't talk about that. You vomit. You know, I got. That's that's what sailing reminds me of. Well, no, I did get deathly ill. Now that you brought that up. When I went whale watching two years ago, and I, I almost—I seriously... it's funny you should mention because that's
3: exactly I went years ago with my wife, Carol, and uh, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. We went uh, whale watching. You got sick there too. I, I had a, you know, how, how I had to cure it, and the weather was horrible. I had to stand outside while it was you know pouring rain and windy, and look at the horizon as best wow. I could. Was, that, that's how you cure you? it.
2: It was out in Mont- Montauk. You were Montauk. I was in uh, Big Sur, California. And it was a gorgeous day, and the seas weren't even rough. And for the last hour, I swear to you, I sat at the front of the boat. They told me it's better at the front of the boat. I refused to look in either direction. My head was just down. And at one point, I swear, Bernie, I considered jumping off the boat. They were like whales uh, and uh, dolphins. I don't
3: know how anybody could uh, oh. sustain it. My, my parents came over here from Ireland. My late mom, she passed away in '98. Mm, sorry. Any case, uh, she was uh, seasick the whole time. The whole took, time. took her about a week. She cruised over here in the early 50s.
2: Uh, I never got at, sick at on a cruise 16, ship, 16,
3: and she was sick the whole time. But I never got sick on a cruise ship, ever. i never so been I, on a cruise ship. Yeah, I know you never did that. Yeah. I did a dinner cruise on my honeymoon in Hawaii. How was that? I got seasick. You did? I, I had to sit there while I was talking to my wife. And look out at the horizon. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. Don't well, look w- your well, right well, or your
2: left. While right. I was talking to him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: look at the, I don't know about straight ahead, just the horizon.
2: I just looked straight ahead. It was the worst. The worst. Yeah. The worst but it feeling. works. Yeah, it yeah. does work. And you feel a little better, but you still feel kind of sick. You feel like, I can't wait till I get the hell off right. the boat. Right. When that boat docked, it was like an orgasm. It was, <laughs> it was like, thank <laughs> <laughs> I will never do that Land again. Land ho. Never. Ever do that again? Ever? No, no, and I would never go on a cruise because of it. Oh no, the cruise—I don't feel it. I'm telling you, I love cruises. I never, I never feel it. Well, you can take a medicine. Maybe that's what you did. Well, I don't know if I took. A, they put this uh, like band aid behind All my right. ear. All right. So you, you took. Yeah, precau- same thing with Dramamine. It was t- called Dramamine. T- there you go. You took precautions. it was fine. I went to the casino. I ate till uh, four right. o'clock in the morning. But you don't think about that going on a four-hour well-watching right. cruise. Right. I never even thought about it. It was, and and once you're on the boat, you know, it's kind of like going on a roller coaster or a Ferris wheel. They stop it on top. Then you can oh, scream yeah. all you want. You got to wait for it to come down. Once the boat takes off, they're not taking you back. No, I know that. It that, took me that, thirty minutes listen. to be like, oh. Not to digress too much, but once
3: we I was going on a cruise again with my wife and friends in Freeport, out of Freeport, Bahamas or Long Island. No, no, this is Long Island.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, the boat was. It was just like a five-hour pleasure cruise. Uh, you know, like Gilligan's Island. Getting drunk and Three sloppy drunk. Yeah. And I felt so claustrophobic just before the boat left the dock, I jumped off the boat. You did? My wife didn't even know. And as the boat was pulling away, she saw me on the dock. I'm like, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I, so I had to get off. I feel like I was trapped. I, 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 I you know, got <laughs> this claustrophobic feeling that, I, yes, for five hours, I cannot get off this damn
2: boat. Right. I had to jump off. I panicked. Was that, was that before or after you had the bad experience whale watching? I was after. So you knew. I was, I was,
3: you, no, I wasn't so much worried about getting uh, seasick. As I was course of flow. Be, getting yeah. being yeah. trapped,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: and Look. not wanting to be there, and not not, not being able to, uh, no means of egress. Plus, you're not a very social person. So That's you, right. You got to hang out with these people, you know. And I got back <laughs> home. I cracked a beer
2: in my backyard. and right. I was like, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> I tell you, I got
1: to hand it to Bert. Thank you.
2: Here's a Sean Berman line three with a seasick experience. Good morning, Sean.
7: Guys, hey, good morning. I love your show. You're the best. Thank you. I just wanted to say I, I completely agree. I went I had a bad experience on my cousin's
1: sailboat
7: and I was as sick as a dog. I don't think I've ever been that <laughs> nauseous in my life.
1: Yeah,
7: it's so I can't terrible. even watch that show, Luke <laughs> Tuna. Because the camera goes <laughs> up and down too much, it reminds
1: I me know.
3: Of that I'm telling you're, you, man, it was the worst. It, it's funny. I, I read a lot of these World War II and books, and yeah. the, the, these troop ships oh. that these guys, poor guys, had to go on. They they spent the, a, 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 a lot of vomiting. them spent the yeah a, a, the majority of the time seasick yeah, and vomiting. also the same thing with the the the, the uh, transports that took them to land on D Day yeah. and in the Pacific as well landing on Iwo Jima and all the various islands and that was rough
2: weather that day
3: yeah that day they they had a they had to stop it because of the bad weather they postponed it one day and they had to stay on these little uh, dinky uh, uh, boats oh. and the transports and whatever the bottom of the uh, transport the uh, LSTs that landing uh, vehicles. Filled with vomit and, oh. and ocean water and just... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes the, me and, and, and nauseous. makes me mad.
2: And then they had to invade. I know, these poor kids. God, <laughs> these poor kids. That's what they did, and we're complaining, right? Well, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you that I... I'm not comparing it, but I, I can't do it. I, I, can't, I hear that song sailing, and it just sounds... It sounds nice. So nice. It does. And, you know, by the way, I would do it if it meant we'd reopen stuff. So, if de Blasio said... <laughs> I'll reopen this, Sid. But you got to go on a on a sailboat. I'll do it. That is really noble of you. See what I'm saying? You are a valiant guy. Thank you. Here's Jerry, New Jersey, line three. Good morning, Jerry.
7: Yeah, good, uh, good morning there, Bernie and Sid. Uh, I do uh, talk to you, talk to you about my experience aboard a, a cruise ship. See, this is about uh, several years ago. This was on a transatlantic crossing, a border ship that's called the Queen Mary Cho. So, you know, late at night, I had to go into the uh, the disco that, you know, that's right, located on the back of the ship. And the ship was kind of rolling from side to side, though so it did have stabilizers. If it wasn't for the stabilizers, I think the rocking from side to side would be much worse. And as a little joke, I went up to the DJ and asked him if he could play this one particular song. Called uh, "Rock the Boat," I think by the Hughes Corporation.
3: <laughs> I know And he song. did
7: that, <laughs> and that's okay. So I'm doing my lousy John Travolta impersonation <laughs> while the ship was rocking the side to side. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to do it again.
2: <laughs> so I can it right now because all the cruise lines are all shut down. Well, they'll be back. Don't you worry. Trump is worried about that. One more quick call, then we'll break. Uh, Rob on Staten Island Line One. Good morning, Robert.
1: Good morning. How you doing, guys? Hey, pal. So, uh, How are you? The, What's up, the worst experience I had was on the Darty B at Sheepshead Bay on the fishing boat. Oh, you
2: went on the Sheepshead Bay fishing boats at Emmons Avenue?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I was on the Darty B. As soon as I got on the boat, this guy was drinking quarts of beer early in the morning. That got me sick just looking at him. And then.
2: <laughs> that may have been me. I may have stumbled out of Captain Walters until I ended up on that fishing boat.
1: I used to go to Captain Walters and she said Bay Road yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no. I got sick as a dog that
3: I was telling them, "Call the Coast Guard I want to be and they told me too bad just go on the you know
7: go
1: to the deck and that's it you
3: know? and that's it that's the worst thing you could do again you have to stay up at risk of repetition and look at the damn horizon. That's how you solve the uh, c- seasickness.
2: There you have it, folks. In, in, in the bad weather or good weather, no, stay no up top. Screw Dramamine. You heard Bernard McGurkey's got it for you. Stay well, you at, you know at the horizon. you don't have Dramamine, that's oh. what I mean. Oh, okay. So you're not, you're not saying forego the medicine. No, no, no. If you <laughs> find yourself in that posi- in that, <laughs> okay. that, that, that yeah. situation, yeah. that's how you handle it. By the way, Donald Trump says that uh, hydroxychloroquine is good for seasickness. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you inject it. <laughs> oh.
3: Magic, great, uh, Anthony Pettis. That, that doesn't sleep. get you going, yeah, right? Then uh, have a cup of coffee. What can I tell
2: you? Yeah, they're better than a cup of coffee.
3: Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. heard everywhere on the seventy-seven WABC app. You know, I was just looking at the New York Post.com. New York Post is the best newspaper in the country.
2: The website is up there as well. It's, it's with the Daily Mail. You know they get a little. Uh, the sports section is the best. I'll give you that. But they're getting a little. Uh, they, they take shots at Trump now. You know that, right? Not like the Daily News. Hey, listen, it's the greatest paper in the country,
12: far so? bar
3: none. You got wow. That's must read is the New York Post. I mean, it's not. I love the Wall, Wall Street Journal. I, I get it. I'm, I subscribe to it. I get it delivered. I read it, and it's very edifying. But this paper here is, uh, everything is there. It's, uh, you know, brevity is the soul of the paper itself. Yeah. Whereas the Wall Street Journal, it takes you three hours to read. Either way, the website website is great as well. And they have, uh, the top story is a story called A Dust-Up in Aisle 5. Workers brawl (laughs) with alleged shoplifters in Yonkers Supermarket. Now, you know, after I left the Bronx, I went to Yonkers. Yes. And I always talk about uh, Getty Square, which uh, I, I lived about two miles from Getty Square. You call it the Ghetto Square. We called it Ghetto Square. In yeah. fact, there was a hospital there, St. Joseph's Hospital, which I spent some time in. Uh, you know, after getting uh, into nasty street fights or whatever, did a few nights there. Uh, it's a horrible place, right next to Getty Ghetto Square. But any in any case, uh, there's a video at NewYorkPost.com <laughs> of these these <laughs> shoplifters go into a supermarket in Getty Square. And they get busted. And you talk about grocers being heroes? Oof. These grocers here, you, they, they are heroes. You have to go and watch this video. Kick the crap out of them. The, a, a, few of the, a few of these guys walked in, and they start shoplifting. And about a dozen staff guys from this uh, supermarket, it's called the Shop Fair Supermarket in Getty Square, they weren't having it. No. Not only did they stop them from uh, shoplifting, they wouldn't let them leave. They surrounded them, they cornered them, and the, the the guys are complaining, and then the guys start throwing some uh, punches, and they threw back. They, they kicked th- his ass. Threw they, they, back. Yeah, it wasn't him. It was a few guys. The grocers won. one. The grocers were throwing them around, f- f- smashing them on the floor, <laughs> kneeling on them until the cops came, and until they eventually got arrested. You you go guys. You are you are our heroes. You're staying open. You're keeping us fed. And you are beating up the bad guys, and I love the fact that they wouldn't let them. It's easy to let them go. You'd say, "Okay, we stopped them from shoplifting. Let them out," you know. Minimize our, you know, the danger to us. They said, "Hell no, we're waiting for the cops. You're getting arrested, punk." And they did. It was. It's fantastic. I got to watch the whole. I, I I still haven't watched. It's about twelve minutes long.
2: You know what's funny? You, you talk about the website for uh, the New York Post, and you love the paper. So now, one of the stations, one of the TV stations that I'm addicted to, that I watch all the time besides the Bravo channel, is the ID channel. You know that I watch all these murder shows. Yeah. So now there's a show called New York Post Reports or something. And they go back to some of the biggest stories on the front page of the New York Post. And that is a, a show now every week on the ID channel. Old front page stories from the New York Post. That were, you know, talked about, you know, like, like when the guy, when the mobster guy, for example, got his eyes shot out, he had the cigar still in his mouth and yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of thing. So they cover all these stories every week. It's, I think it's called New York Post Reports.
3: Uh, that's funny. So
2: now you got the New York paper, which, which we both read every day and you love and I like a lot. Then you have the New York Post website and now you got the TV show on the ID channel. I think it's called New York Post Reports, but I, I forget. In fact, uh, one of the... Uh
3: brilliant headlines from the past was a headless body in topless bar.
2: Yes. (laughs) It's not on this week on the show on ID. Is that where you're looking? No, no, no.
3: But I remember that uh, particular, that that was an infamous uh, headline from the New York Post back in the day. I don't know what year it was. The guy who wrote it passed away. But the very clever, witty headlines. And, uh, yeah, this guy died a couple of years ago. V.A. Musetto was his name.
2: And uh, that. Look, Look that up, though. Look up. What's the name of the show? Uh, people are texting me now that Lynn and stuff. That's their a favorite show. Was it called New York Post Reports? Looking now. All right.
3: He's looking right now. But the, this was uh, this headless body in topless bar <laughs> actually became they made it into a crime movie. They used that headline and made it into a crime. It was uh, it was in 1979 when they published 79. That. OK. But anyway, you got millions like that. And then there was the one with uh, the, the, the famous headline about Marv Albert. The biting one. Yeah, what the hell? I forget uh, what it forget, was, but, but it, yeah. it was legendary. Either way, you got to love the New York Post. And, oh, that's great. And I do. And the, the Daily Mail is uh, – you can go to dailymail.com. Oh, that's great, too. And pretty much bone up on a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're
2: good. they got a TV show, too, I guess. Uh, what's his name? The guy that was uh, played for the Giants, the Gators, was the first bachelor ever. Jesse Palmer. Yeah, I think Jesse Palmer is the host of that. That's right. Very good.
3: Yeah, so – and uh, speaking of uh, papers, uh, you know – Got to get the papers. Got to get the papers. The papers. The papers. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, uh, he did the women's town hall the other day. I mean, on a week when this uh, is this this is sexual assault, these sexual assault allegations are reaching a crescendo. On, a, on that week, this tone deaf moron does a town, a women's town hall in which he has of all people, Hillary Clinton sit next to him, well, actually in a Brady Bunch box, and endorse him. The woman who's Harvey Weinstein's friend, who enabled her husband rapist and went after their victims, went after his victims, Bill Clinton's victims, he has her endorse him on this particular week. And uh, while he was there, or while she was there, excuse me, he was asked a question by this uh, Michelle Kwan, the ice skater. I don't know why she asked the question or why she was even there, but she did. She said, what do we do about domestic violence in the age of coronavirus? The the, the, the incidences, the percentage of uh, the reports about domestic violence have spiked dramatically. Governor Cuomo says, well, it ain't death, so who cares? That's Governor Cuomo's answer. Idiot. Now, Joe Biden had a little different answer. I don't know if it was any better, but he had a different answer. This was Biden's answer.
10: Violence against women is a huge problem. It's been one of the leading causes of my life. Our support for victims has to match the courage they show every day. We should empower FEMA to provide shelter modifications like uh, sleeping uh, and uh, and 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 you know just to have the idea that we deal with trailers. We have to make sure all survivors survivors of color, immigrants, survivors of Native Native American survivors, older no, survivors, no, no, no. What? those with disabilities, the, LBG, the LB, right. LGBTQ the community. What?
3: How many letters <laughs> did he put down? This guy. It's, this is what I said a little earlier, which is. Hold your fire, Republicans. We want this guy to be the, nom- the Democratic nominee. Hold your fire, Trump supporters. Let let this go for a while. Let it go. Let's bring it back up in the summer, when it ma- after he's the nominee, because they can switch it up now. I mean, it- 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 on top of his uh, being a dotard, a demented a uh, 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 crook, essentially, he's a pervert. And you combine all three of those things, I mean, the Democrats are going to get wise to this, and they're going to say, look, there's no way... No way the people are going to vote for him and being in bed with China in this particular era. I mean, all these things are going to, you know, you know, they're going to conflate to the point where the Democrats are going to say, you know, we we can't run Joe Biden. And then they're going to run somebody who might give Trump a run for his money. I don't think Biden can. What if you put I mean, I know the polls now say I don't believe the damn polls. They're mostly national. <laughs> That's what Trump said. They're national. And we had the same s- situation with Hillary Clinton four years ago. The national polls don't matter. He's still going to win the Electoral College, and he's going to win it big time. And so so having a flawed candidate like this is what we want, and yet they're going after him big time. And the people who are running, uh, they're dying to be his vice presidential running mate because they know, speaking of dying, and God forbid, I'm not wishing that on the guy, but he ain't going to last, no. forget eight years, he's not going to last four years. So whoever he picks, if they do beat Trump, that's going to be the next president of the United States after him. And can you imagine a sore loser, a sore loser like Stacey Abrams? This, uh, this—I mean, she's a, a socialist just like Bernie Sanders, and she doesn't know what does she know? She's a failed uh, a, a Georgia gubernatorial candidate, and she might be the next president of the United States if Joe Biden picks her. And he says he wants to pick a woman. She's been kissing his ass anyway. Klobuchar and Abrams both said that they think the woman is lying. Listen to those two.
9: I think the New York Times, I haven't read all the stories. I read that one. Um, Your viewers should read that. This case has been investigated. I know the vice president as a major leader on domestic abuse. And I think that, again, the viewers should read the article. It was very thorough. Tara Reid deserved to have her story listened to and investigated. The New York Times did a deep investigation and they found that the accusation was not credible. I believe Joe Biden.
3: So she thinks uh, the sexual assault accuser is a liar. Now, two years ago, when it was Brett Kavanaugh, is, it was, you had to believe. This lady, uh, this particular accuser, not only does she have contemporaneous accounts, meaning she told people at the time who have come forward and said, she told me back then that this happened. And they also happen to have been Hillary Clinton supporters. And they were going to vote for Joe Biden. or At least they leaned towards Joe Biden over Trump. They don't like Trump. So they have no motivation to come forward except for the fact that they want the truth to get out. And uh, the the New York Times that they're they're pointing to, the New York Times in the past few hours, they just put out a statement about that article that they're citing. And they said, listen, ladies, stop lying about it. We, quote, made no conclusion either way, unquote, says the New York Times. So the, the, the articles they're citing, they're just trying to suck up to a Joe Biden, obviously, because they want that job badly. They know if he wins. That they will be the next president of the United States, and how horrible would be that? Oh, would
2: that be for us? Huh? Horrible. Well, a capital uh, H, uh, especially Stacey Abrams. Yeah, no, I mean, no, she's just she would be awful, terrible. The uh, name of the show, by the way, is Torn from the Headlines. New York Post reports it's on the ID channel. Right to Kasbar, five minutes. From Brian meet Tom Joy. We'll take some calls on the way out. One 848 WABC. One 9222 live. From the legendary studios of Talk Radio 77, WABC, 17 floors above the legendary floor of Madison Square Garden where nobody's playing. No Knicks, no Rangers, no one of them. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I know. It's so depressing, isn't it? Uh, let's go to Edgewater, New Jersey. i having to love it there. Colin, line one. Good morning, Colin. Uh, it's Edgewater in, uh,
10: in the Bronx, my man. Uh-huh. Guys, guys, I can hear you during the breaks talking. you got to shut those mics off. Now listen, I mean, how bad really is Biden? I mean, he's going during the presidential debate. He's going to call
3: Trump Napoleon or something. I mean, is he that bad off? And I just want to tell you. Wait, guys, wait, 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 slow down. What, what was that? How bad is Biden? Did you huh? not hear the last clip? Yeah, I know. I'm saying he sounds bad. It sounds like he's going. Oh, oh, you, oh, you're emphasizing the point. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. I thought you were asking the question.
7: Guys, the next time you have O'Reilly on, ask if he's still friends with Al Sharpton. Remember when they were buddy buddy, those two
12: guys.
3: Well, they did go to Sylvia's together and have dinner, but uh, I think they had a uh, a parting. That rapprochement was short lived. No, they're not right. pals, uh, Colin. Him and uh, Bill and Al. No, he uh, Bill. See what Bill O'Reilly used to do was have all these people on his show, and he would uh, confront them. Yeah, it would be it was a great. Good. He the infamous uh, confrontation with Barney Frank. It was legendary. It was it was terrific. I mean, O'Reilly would get fired up, get his, get his finger pointing in these people's faces. Oh, it was great TV, and that's why he was the uh, the king of uh, cable news for a long time. And now he's the king of of the news on at BillO'Reilly.com. We'll do it live.
2: Here's here's our friend Chris McGlynn in Beth Page, Long Island Line Four. Good morning, Chris.
1: Hey Sid, I want to talk about the problem about uh, what to do with the homeless. By the way, that's where you and I met, of course, on the famous two train. That's right. Um... But anyhow, what I, I got a pro, yep. I got a solution. I got a solution. Yeah, we take all the homeless people, right. and we have that that blabbermouth from Teaneck, New Jersey, who loves the homeless. Now, we take <laughs> our, we have her we have a drive them up to Yankee Stadium. Right. We we open up the season. We put all the homeless people in Yankee Stadium, and we see how many survive with social distancing. <laughs> it'll be it'll be like a laboratory.
2: You <laughs> know what I'd rather do than uh, put them in Yankee Stadium, Chris. I always say this, and I mean this. You take the homeless. And you take the criminals and you give them a gun and you send them to Afghanistan or Iraq. So at least they're doing something honorable, right? They got no jobs. They got no nothing going on. No, but they would Give them a gun. What do you mean they wouldn't? You don't ask them. They're just going to wander around. You put them in a shower. You cut their hair. You give them a... So what? So you know get, what?
3: Who cares? You get some of these uh, cruise ships that are not in use right now.
2: Yeah. Put them on the cruise ships. Put them all on the cruise ships. Yeah, but what if I want to use that cruise ship in, in six months? It was a nice cruise ship. Sink it after they're <laughs> <laughs> after we're done with it. Use it as a, a reef
3: somewhere. Oh, God. I don't care. Just get them out of here.
2: Was there a time? There was a time.
3: Or, or, I'm serious. Or, or put them in, in, in an institution if you want to do the right you know, thing. I'm sorry. Building. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We paid the taxpayer money. Not enough of it. So, uh, we please. paid it for Thrive. You had your chance. You blew they blew it. it. Right. You could have built uh, some institutions and, and, and put them in.
2: Now we have to resort to these types of solutions. No, we don't. And there was a time, I'm sure there was for you too when I was somewhat sympathetic. By the way, for all the talking I do about how their animals are disgusting, I'm still good even now for at least twice a week to give a dollar, two dollars to one of these homeless people. Because it happens to be a couple up on my apartment on the Upper West Side. Happen to be nice people. The overwhelming majority are not. And I don't care if they're crazy or not. I don't care about their mental health. They're just a scourge on society. I'm tired of them, but there was a time when I was more sympathetic. It, it's gone out the window. I, I I don't I don't have it in me anymore. Well, because anymore.
3: because they uh this really incompetent and dangerous uh, clown De Blasio forced them on us and made us to become jaded. He he, he 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 made us the way we are now. And I mean, we, we, deal we, had had day, we deal with them every yes, day because we deal with them every day. Yes, and now of course it's not only homeless; it's inmates out there. They're inmates. The reason a lot of the homeless are going on the subways, they're fleeing Penn Station because they're, the inmates are preying on them. We're going to have Curtis Lee on tomorrow. He'll tell oh, you this. Unbelievable. The inmates that are staying at the Pennsylvania Hotel across the street from Penn Station are robbing the homeless people. Of what? Of whatever they have. Oh, my God. Whatever, Maybe a sandwich. Oh, whatever it is. Oh. It's priceless to them. Maybe it may, may not be to you. So they're going on to the subways. They, they let, they've left Penn Station for the most part. Now you have... These, uh, these released inmates and all kinds of sketchy thugs uh, In
2: Penn Station. You see them when you go down there every day. Well, we are going to talk to Curtis Sliwa live on this show tomorrow because he's on the trains every day. He goes above and beyond. He feeds the homeless. He goes all over the place. So he's always got a uh, really a great take when it comes to that type of stuff. So that's coming up tomorrow. Today was terrific. Uh, I guess maybe Eric Adams tomorrow. You ever hear back from the Brooklyn Borough President? not,
6: but I will, uh, you know,
2: do that today and and sing again tomorrow. All righty. Folks, listen, for uh, for Matt Meany, who was great again today, both of our bosses, Chad Lopez and Dave Labrosi, who help with the phones and help every single day, and, of course, from us, Bernie and Sid, enjoy your Thursday. Be safe out there. And, God willing, we're back again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. right here. So from all of us to all of you on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, till tomorrow at 6, peace! peace!